on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have. Andy and DJ cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for. Uh, cruise the internet. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put headlines up on the screen. We're going to talk about them. We're going to speculate. This is a speculative show. Uh, it's very important to understand that. On what is right and true and what is not true. And then we're going to talk about how we the people can be the solution to the problems going on in the world. Other times we have Q&AF. That's where uh, you submit a question and I give you the answers. You can submit your questions one of a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or if you go on YouTube, uh, we usually post these shows on Monday and you drop your question down in the comments. We'll pick some from there as well. Other times we have Real Talk. Now, I know we were you are probably expecting a Real Talk yesterday, but we're going to have a very special Real Talk for you tomorrow on Saturday. And it's got a very big announcement. Okay, and I'm not going to give you any more than that, but it does have a very big announcement in it uh, that you are going to want to know. That'll come out tomorrow morning. So then we have full length. Full length is where we are joined by a guest. We got some good plans for full length episodes in 2024, uh, and you'll see what that's all about real soon. And then we have uh, 75 Hard Verses, and that's where people who have completed the 75 Hard program, which is the world's biggest mental transformation program. Uh, it's the initial phase of the Live Hard program. You can get that for free at episode 208. Okay, so if you go to episode 208 on the audio feed, it'll give you the program for free. A huge group of us are starting on January 1st, which is a Monday. So if you're looking to get your shit together and stop being such a little blob of turd, Okay, you can that turd. That's right. Oh, by the way, by the way, we do have an amazing guest for today. Yeah, CTI. Hey, <laughs> One of my favorite guests of all time, recurring guests, my brother, Mr. Chad Wright. What's happening, bro? Howdy, guys, man. It's good to be back. I'm yeah, good to you. see you. I'm man. telling you, it's good to be back. We got to cure the world of these turds, man. <laughs> yeah, I got some ideas about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we also have this thing called the fee for the show. Okay. And we say pay the feed, I mean share the show. Um, we don't take ads for the show. I don't take money from people because I don't want to be beholden to what they tell me I can and can't say. It probably wouldn't be a great relationship. I do this show at my own expense. Uh, and I just ask one thing from you guys, and that's this. Share the show. It makes you think. It makes you laugh. It's something that you think needs to be heard, which all of these messages do need to be heard right now. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing them. Uh, please share the show. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Chad, what's up, dude? Holy crap, man. I know. Had a ball-busting workout this morning, dude. Did you? With the first form team. Now, somebody told me there was a little, little, little drama Amongst amongst the workout. Well, there always is, man. That's why we train, right? Yeah. That's why we train, dude. It's is to expose our freaking weakness. Uh-huh. We train hard. We freaking grind. Because I don't care how good you think you are, Andy. There's some chinks in your armor. That's a fact. And the same with me, dude. People yeah. look at me and they think, oh, man, this joker's so mentally tough. It ran 250 miles this year and does all this crazy stuff, right? Man, there's still chinks in my armor. And the only way that we can expose that is by <clears throat> putting ourselves in this situation where things begin to hurt more than we wanted them to hurt. 
And that's what happened out there today. Yeah. That freaking workout we did, dude, that's a workout I designed about two years ago. I do it once a year. I do it once a year for a reason because to do it twice a year would be pretty just insane. It's a once a year type workout. It's a grind. And so, you know, we're getting after it, man. We got some awesome athletes out there. I want to tell you how amazing it was for me today to be able to give back to the first form team because all I have done for the last four years is I, I've taken from, from, for, I mean, that's I, not I true. Conversations, man. That's not but, true. But, but you're, that's, take, you're I, being overly humble. I'm that is not true. I'm a podcast listener. I take the thing, the things that you guys talk about have helped me tremendously. And so to be able to come here today and leverage my unique gift to pour back in to the people who make all of this happen, you have no idea how much of an honor it was for me to be able to do that. And the whole time I'm watching because that's what I do best. See, God gave me a unique gift to be able to unite people, to bring people together, to form real teams that literally become a single organism that are ultimately unstoppable. That's my unique gift. So I'm watching. What are the chinks in this team right here, right? So we get toward the very end of this. I call it the combat standards test. And this is where it's getting harder than anybody really wanted it to be. They showed up knowing, yeah, it's going to be hard. We know that. But, but this is a little freaking ridiculous, man. And that's when I really start watching, right? So some of the, the faster team members... They finished first, right? And so I'm out doing my run and I'm looking and I'm noticing that we're missing some people, right? And those faster team members who finished first, I said, I know where them jokers are at. They, they done eased back up in the gym. You know, we're running outside. They done eased back up in the gym, you know, and they're, 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 they're waiting for everybody else to finish. So I stopped my freaking run which pisses me off, by the way. Any of you guys listening to this that were responsible, it pissed me off that I had to stop my freaking run and come into the gym and tell you guys negative. Negative. We started this thing as a team. And when you start something as a team, you don't freaking go and take care of your own little personal needs until the mission is complete. There's three things that I look for in a teammate. All right. The first one is dependability. You got to be where you said you were going to be when you said you were going to be there. You got the, the guys checked the box this morning. They showed up on time, on target, ready to train. Dependable. They checked it. The second thing I look for is you must be skilled. I want a teammate that's skilled. Whatever purpose that individual is supposed to serve within that organism, I want him to be able to perform that task better than anyone else can perform that task. Everybody that came this morning, they were skilled. I mean, we, we ran a lot. We did 100 burpee pull-ups with, with a 20-pound vest on. Bunch of heavy front squats. They're skilled. Those are skilled people, man. They showed up. They were able to accomplish all of that without injuring themselves, right? 
the last one. So we checked the box, skill. The last one and the hardest one, but the most important one is selflessness. And that's what we missed. That's what we missed this morning. If you are part of a team and you guys, you're on a mission, you're trying to accomplish something, you, you have set an objective for the team. If you finish your job before you go and take care of your own little needs, before you go take a shower, before you go change your clothes, before you go take a hit off your water bottle, whatever it freaking is, you need to look around you and say, is there anyone else out here that I could potentially help? Do that. Put your teammate before yourself. That is the essence of selflessness. It's really hard to become selfless. If you have a team that is composed of selfless individuals and everyone on that team is looking around and thinking about the needs of their teammate and putting the needs of their teammate above their own personal needs, if everyone's doing that, that freaking team is unstoppable. You cannot stop that team. All right? You, you have to kill them. You would have to kill them. It's hard to become selfless. What do, you, what do you have to do to become selfless? You know, Jesus Christ said the weirdest thing I ever heard in my life, man. The Joker said all kinds of radical stuff. Don't be offended that I call Jesus Christ a joker. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, all right? We're just having conversation here. He said this really radical thing. He said, those who decide to try and keep their, keep their life will lose it. But he said, those who decide to give up their life or lose their life for my sake will gain it. Jesus is trying to show you what it looks like to become selfless. You become selfless by dying to yourself. If you're on a team, you might need to remind yourself every so freaking often that you are not that important. The way you feel is not that important. If somebody said something to you that hurt your freaking feelings, that's you're, you're not you're you're not that important. Die to yourself and you will gain your life. So that's what happened this morning. That's what happened this morning. I fucking love Chad. These are my favorite guests Chad, we ever have, bro. What is this number 5 <clears throat> 4? Huh? It needs to be more. Dude, whatever it is, need to be more. Well, I love you, brother. Look, guys, I'm going to tell y'all what, man. How they know. respond. How they respond on the debrief. Because, like, I know you told them this lesson, like, in person. Yes. Yeah, we talked we talk through this in the after action. I imagine they respond pretty well. So, immediately, so, when I, when I, confront, when I confronted them about, you know, their selfishness, Mm-hmm. They immediately recognized it, mm-hmm. and, they, and they and they rogered it, man. They, yeah, they you could see it in their face. Yeah, it was like, dang, man, we could do that better. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and and dude, they got out there, <clears throat> and then it become it became this 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 unit. We I'm willing to bet that those pe- those people are probably because I know who the best athletes are in the building, and they're they're our leaders here. So I know that that lesson was a valuable lesson for the company. Deep on them. For sure. Yeah.
That was the sure. point. That, yeah. that was the reason I came here this morning, man. Yeah. And, and I brought my whole team with me. Yeah. I brought my whole team with me. I brought cornbread. Chili. I brought chili. <laughs> Your I brother. brought my little brother, Blake. Yeah. And I appreciate y'all letting me do that, man, because, you know. Bro, you're welcome here anytime. So that's those, what I told him. He's like, "Can I walk yeah. my brothers? You're fucking home." Yeah, hey, man. <laughs> do what you got to do. The, those guys, you know, I told them I was coming up here to to be to hang out and to do this workout, and they're like, you know, they got other responsibilities within our business back home, and and they said, you know, oh, we should probably stay here and and do the jobs that we need to do, and I'm like, no, no, this is pretty much a mandatory trip. You're coming. Let me tell you why I did that, man. If I can get the listeners to understand this. I don't know if they'll, I don't know it. I think that they are going to think that I'm just trying to say something that sounds good. But if I can get them to truly understand this, it is going to change the, the trajectory of their life. You know how you, when you get a little further along in your journey, you can look back and you can see how things happened mm -hmm. a little more clearly. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm kind of at that point in my journey where I'm now I'm able to start looking back on the last 20 years of my life and start to see what led me here. Right. Right. And one of the main things that has led me to the place that I am in today and to becoming the person who I am today is the fact that I have wanted things since I was 18 years old. I have decided to want things that are seemingly impossible. Do you understand how freaking stupid I felt when I walked into the recruiter's office as an ignorant redneck that barely graduated high school, that had no freaking skills whatsoever? Do you understand how absurd it was for me to want to become a Navy SEAL. Absolutely absurd. Do you understand how stupid I felt when I showed up to take my first physical standards test to get a SEAL contract and I didn't know how to swim? The test was a 500 meter swim and I didn't know how to swim. And what has led me to this point is the, the desire to, to have things that are seemingly impossible, but it's not just enough to want to have those things because you can sit around and want to have those things all you want and nothing's going to happen. The way it works is you figure out what you want. I don't care how freaking big it is or how ridiculous it sounds. And then you get your lazy freaking butt up and you walk into environments where you feel like you don't belong. You feel like the biggest freaking turd idiot there. Everyone around you is smarter than you. Everyone around you is looking down on you. And you're the idiot that shows up to take a swimming test that can't even freaking swim. But you keep showing up. And you, and, and you start to... You start to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable in that environment, right? And, and it's very subtle. It's very subtle. This has been my whole life. It's been my whole life. How do you think I felt standing on the start line of a freaking first 100-mile race I ever run? Yeah. How do you think I felt standing miles. on the start line of a 250-mile race? I felt like an idiot, man. I brought my team here for that reason. 
Because I knew that when my team walked up in here, they were going to see something. My team is seeing something today that is impossible. When I come to this place, I look at this place and I say, I want this. I don't want, I don't, as much as I love you, Andy, I don't just want to be a part of this, man. I want this. I love it. But I can't get this unless I walk up in here, even though I know you have accomplished a hundred times what I have accomplished. But I got to walk in here and I got to have a conversation with you like a man because I will never have this unless I come here and just touch it. And that's why I brought my team up here with me today, man. And my team's going to leave here. And, and what they used to believe was possible, when we leave here in an hour, the on the drive back home yeah. to Georgia, <clears throat> what they thought was possible before they walked into those two double doors right there, you know what? That's going to be different. Mm -hmm. That's going to be different. How valuable is that? And all they had to do was show up. That's all they had to do. That's been my life, man. Yeah. That's been my life too, bro. Every every bit of it. You know, every every bit of my life, the whole entire way. You know, it'll be 25 years for me in business on January 1st, like a week. <clears throat> Praise the Lord, man. Yeah. Uh, I was telling Emily last night, I'm like, dude, it feels like a thousand years. It does not feel like 25 years. It feels like a thousand years. People don't understand that. You know, I've given everything up, everything, every normalcy, every convenience, everything that everybody has and, you know, takes for granted as a normal person's life. I've given all that shit up to do this one thing. And um, it's been hard, like really, really, really hard. And I want to take it back to your when a couple things you said that I that, first of all, I'm not 100 times more successful than you or accomplish more than you. You went and did different things than I did. And had you put that time into those things, the same things I did, or vice versa, we would have done the same things, most likely. But secondly, you know, the first thing you said about cracks in the armor, I want to make this point really clear because there's a lot of young people that listen. There's a lot of people that hear um, you talk about running 250 miles and the amazing things that you've done or the amazing things that we've done in business and that we, we continue to do. And they think that that takes some sort of, that's some sort of gift that is bestowed upon certain people that other people just don't get. And because they didn't get that gift, they think that these exceptional things are impossible. And what people don't really understand about me, and this is just real, I was telling Alex Ramosi this today, uh, this morning on the phone, is like I'm legitimately the laziest fucking human on the planet. Like legitimately. Like you guys don't understand this. I am the laziest fucking human on the planet. And people hear me talk about mental toughness and about developing your mind and, and becoming more mentally tough. And they think I walk through and this shit is just easy for me. No, it's actually the reason I know my shit is so good and that it works so well for you is because I am you. I am that lazy motherfucker that can't get it going. And I use certain systems to produce the results that I have. To keep that in check. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm a systems guy. I'm smart. I can figure out how to make things. And if I participate in the system just like the Navy SEAL training or the Navy SEAL course, you're gonna come out a fucking weapon, right? And, and so, like, it's a common misconception that people look at people who have achieved things or are achieving things and to think that those people have gifts or talents or skills or toughness that they don't have, when in reality, 
the entire problem for most people is that they've never put anything, they've never put the pen to paper to actually extracting the potential that's inside of them. And that's that's the issue with you guys. The issue isn't Andy has some sort of gift or Goggins has some gift or fucking Chad's got a gift. Like, yes, it appears that way because we've been doing things for decades, okay? And that we are good at those things. If you were to pick things and stuck with them for decades, you would appear to have the same gifts. They are not gifts, they are skills. And we have to practice them on a daily basis. We have to find out ways to make them work for us. And one of the things I love about Chad is, and just quite honestly, dude, like you're the most regular, exceptional human I've ever met in my life. You know what I'm saying? You're exceptional. Yeah, personally shook yes. Hand? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> this is a regular man who like has done incredible things. He's, he's an incredible leader. He's an incredible speaker. He's an inc- incredibly knowledgeable. I mean, I just wish we could take that and put it into people's brains, man. dude. Like so many people sit and rot because they're out here dreaming all these dreams, but they never execute, which creates this, it creates this, this vacuum of unhappiness where they can't escape it. Like, dude, you're unhappy, bro. You guys were listening to this and you're dissatisfied with your life. The reason you're dissatisfied is because you have all these huge dreams and you have all these goals and, and you, you never execute. And so that creates this torturous existence that you can't move through. And, and dude, it's your favorite saying. You sent me this amazing painting um, that is, hangs in my office at home. It's a viral clip it, all over there. It says one thing. Yeah. It says three words on it. What's it say? Execute, execute, execute. That's yep. all it is. Yep. That's all it is, guys. That's all it is. And I know we're getting to New Year's. A lot of you guys are starting 75 hard or whatever you're doing. You know, we're going to start off the year strong. We all encourage that. But just remember, dude. This is not about a week. It's not about a month. It's not about two months. It's not about 75 days. This is about your fucking life. And this is about executing day in and day out. And if you could just figure out and and build the qualities within yourself to execute on a consistent basis, you will discover gifts within yourself that you never, ever, ever imagined you had. All these things that these guys look at and they see all these, because dude, how many mega personalities have you met now all of them right yeah they're all normal they're just normal people who do the thing every single day man and um that's the mystique about it it is bro it's yeah. really simple and there's not magic to it and the reason people think there's magic is because there is some people who are not humble enough to admit that they're just a regular person doing the thing mm-hmm. they want to make a mystique around it or they want to make you make feel like i'm superhuman and you're just you and it's unfortunate you know what i mean like that's not the case guys all of us have greatness in us and if we want to talk about god for a second that's the purpose that like if you had a son all of you had a son would you not want the son to extract the gifts that you gave your son that's that's a legitimate biblical obligation and you living below what it is your potential could be because you're afraid or you're afraid of what could happen or what people might say to me. And I'm not a religious expert, but to me, it seems like that would be spitting in the face of, of, of your creator. And I think it's, I don't know. It's something I think about a lot, man. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life more abundantly. 
That is the standard that has been set, the abundant life. That is why Jesus came, to give us life more abundantly. And Andy, I just got to say something. I just got to back you up on this in a very, in a very practical way. Um, I want the listeners to understand what Andy what Andy's talking about here. <clears throat> I was not supposed to become a SEAL. I was not supposed to become excess, successful in business as we have been up to this point, and we're just starting. I was not supposed to become this ultramarathon. None of these things was I supposed to be able to accomplish. There, there was no visible evidence that I had what it took to do those things. It is the It's the practical application or the execution. And let me give you a very practical example about this. If you guys listen to Andy, so Andy, you're you're a mentor to me in business. Um, Well, you're you're a mentor to me in in just life. Well, I appreciate that. So, so, you know, a good human. Yeah. (laughs) When I listen to Andy say things about about business, I, I listen and I and I hear what he says. And guess what? Most people will try to do when they hear you say something that then they is is going to require action on their behalf guess what they most 90 percent of people do they make an excuse yeah, tell a story of, as to why not of why they right. can't do it I, I i made a post the other day i said seek people that are better than you and and get and and spend time around them right uh, and and the every comment, every reply to that post was, "How do you find those people? How well? How to? How?" And look, no, I want you to understand understand something about excuses. <laughs> your excuses. Nobody believes your stinking excuse except for you. So when you send me an excuse of why you can't do something that I'm telling you to apply in your life, do you understand how stupid that makes you look to me? Like, I read it and I'm just like, I just laugh, man, because no one believes your excuse except for you. So, you know, Andy said something on a podcast a long time ago. He's talked about, he's talked about how the car you drive matters. That's very countercultural to how I grew up. But I hear this dude say this, and and he's my mentor in business in in a, in a sense. I mean, I I I don't want to overstep my bounds by calling you that, but that that's that's I, I do Bro, get a lot. I take it with an um, immense <clears throat> amount of gratitude and respect. So so he he talks about how it's how the car you drive actually impacts how you operate as an operator in business, as, as a leader. It, it, and, and I had never freaking heard that before, man. Cause the way I grew up, it was like, ah, a car's a car. It's a, it's a, it's a utility, utilitarian type of thing. Right. But, but I said, you know what, if he's saying that, I know that that is true. It has to be true to that. I, I know capacity, that that's yeah. gotta be true and I don't understand it, but I am going to, to actually, apply that in my life so i literally i had me i had me some side money that i've been hiding you know from from the wife you know i had me some side money and and i i thought you know what man this is this is like my play money um and i like having that around i can buy guns with it and stuff like that but you know i was like that's what side money's for yeah yeah for sure guns but i took <laughs> 
I took every last dollar of my side money and I said, you know what? I'm going to have this company, Retro Designs, build the vehicle of my dreams. Like if I could have one freaking vehicle, I'm going to have them build it. And I, and I used all of my side money to do that. <clears throat> and... It, it's sick. It 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 has in so it has indeed affected the way I operate. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of you guys are going to listen to that and think that's freaking vanity. Look, man, I'm not a materialistic person. I don't know how it works, but it freaking works. You go out and get in this thing, and now my truck's not fast. It's just it's mine. It's, it's mine. It's, it's an man. extension of your personal self-image that yes. reinforces how you feel and look about yourself. And people who say, "Well, that's that means you're insecure. That means you don't." That's bullshit. It really okay? is. It's no different than wearing a nice suit. It's no different than Jerry Rice, used to, greatest wide receiver ever played football, used to have this thing that he said, look good, play good. If you go on the field, you look good, your gloves are nice, you got the right towel, everything's proper, you feel good. Maybe when you guys went out on missions, you had all your shit in the right places, you know everything was where it was, it probably saved your life because you're confident, right? Yep. It's just a different angle on the same thing. You know what I mean? It reinforces our confidence. You know, I want to hit on something real quick, dude, that you said about becoming, being surrounded by exceptional people. Do you know what the quickest way is to be surrounded? Like y'all say, oh, well, who, how do I find these people? Do you know the quickest way to find those people? Become one of those people. And then they find you. That is the fucking game. Okay, you're all waiting around and you say, well, those guys won't let me in my circle. Those guys. Yeah, because you're shitty. That's what it is. So you become not shitty. You get yourself in shape. You get some things going for you. You become a person of standard. You become a person of, of ethics and, and high character. And guess what happens? They come to you. But, dude, that's uncomfortable. I know. That's uncomfortable, and it takes work man. and it takes time and you can't do it in a day. Yep. You know, so people don't like that answer, but that is the truth. Yep. Yep. It's a process. Man. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. I've thought about the suit thing too. You know, I, I do, I do a lot of speaking engagements. About well, it might be mindset. different for, it's different for everybody. No, it's whatever, man. it's whatever you see yourself in. Like when I see myself, like I'll post these selfies. Like when I put on one of my suits, dude, I always post it. You know why? Cause that's the true image of myself that I yeah. think of in my head. When I think of myself in my head, you guys probably think of me sitting here in a black V neck in front of this because that's how you see me that's not how i see me how i see me is wearing a fucking three-piece suit with some sunglasses on looking badass as fuck that's 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 what i see when i look at myself in the mirror and you know what you guys say well how can you be so confident well when you see yourself like that it's pretty easy (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that's what i see and it makes me feel good and and i think if people are honest with themselves and just let go of other people's opinions and, and figured out how to reinforce their self-image in those kind of ways, we're much happier and much more effective. But but ultimately, it, it the important part is, well, they, they're tied together, but when I think about it, the important part isn't that it makes you feel good, yeah. it's that it affects your performance. For sure, because I feel good. Because you feel, so, yes. so with, with a speaking engagement, like, dude, I, I have tried this. Because I heard you say it, right? And so I did a, I did a speech to a large crowd just a few months ago. And uh, one of my biggest speaking engagements I've done. And I said, you know what? I'm going to wear the nicest outfit that I have. 
and I wore that and it was literally the best speech that I have ever given in my life. Like I walked out of there and I was like, that's it, man. Yeah. That's it. And, yep. and you, you, you guys listen to this, man. If, if you want to sit around and whine and, and say that this is vanity and whine and say that we are materialistic people, cool. well, go, keep losing. Yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, this freaking crap, there's something to it. And I don't understand it, but there is something to it. So I just do it and it produces unbelievable results sometimes that's you don't need to know why you just need to know that it does yeah, right right you know what i'm saying we we get we get worked up with the why and the how some things just are the way they are yeah i mean even then you can get into the technicalities of it and there's there's some answers out there but at the end of the day it doesn't when's the best that you feel what's the best when's the best that you i already know when's the best that you feel when I'm on my shit, when I got my fucking, when I'm looking good, feeling good. Bro, when you put on one of those David August suits. It's over. It's fucking over. All I'm of getting it. me one of those suits. It's up, bro. Oh, you got I got you. I'm getting me one I of those suits. You. I got you. Listen, on me, I fucking got you. Bro. A hundred percent. We should get the pinstripe that says ex- execute, though. Yeah. Have them do the fucking yeah. pinstripe. Yeah. So, 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 so on my new, I just got an order of suits from them dudes. Uh, shout out to David, David August. Uh, Chad is my, my guy over there. Chad sent me a tie to go with that with one of those new. The, yeah, I got a. I got it. it sound. It's gonna sound weird when I say this because it's actually like it's it's burgundy, but I call it purple. It, like you can't see me wearing a purple suit, but this shit is so fucking pimp, dude. <laughs> and he sent me a fucking. He sent me a tie that you know how I have those shorts that say "fuck you" on them. Yeah, yeah. That was Conor McGregor's suit that says "fuck you." He sent me a "fuck you" tie oh, that's awful. for that suit. That's like the, the suit is "fuck you," bro. <laughs> like it's so badass. But like you know, only special. People get that shit. Yeah. So anyway, I got you on this. I'm hooking you up. We're fucking putting our shit on and we're going to go fucking, we're going to make sure we go somewhere where we get some, get this on camera. Yeah. Dude, that's we're just going to straight up flex on the whole world. No crap. And, and, and you guys so would say it's vain or whatever. Fuck you. I don't give a shit. We're awesome. Yeah, You're, man. Be it, awesome like us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, I think a lot of people are confused. Like, man, Chad, like, how do you reconcile this with, with your faith? Right? Like, how do you reconcile this with, uh, with, um, you know, what, what Jesus said to the rich young ruler when, when he says, Hey, you know, what, what do, what do I need to do? And Jesus says, well, uh, well, well, why don't you go home and sell everything that you own and then come and follow me? Jesus didn't say that to that rich young ruler because because he wanted that person to be poor and not have anything. Well, that's a standard for everybody. To live he on told that. him that yeah. to see who his God was. Mm-hmm. He he taught it. It was a test. test. That's it was right. like, will will you? Okay, what what are you worshiping? Are How you, important is this to you? A hundred percent, man. See, the Lord, the Creator of the universe, <clears throat> doesn't want you to be poor. He doesn't want you to. To not to not have anything, but he also doesn't want you to be a slave and worship those things over all other things. Exactly. Yes. Everything belongs to the to the Creator of the universe, right. God the Father. Everything belongs to Him. He's gonna He's gonna bless His children with that because we know how to wield that stuff. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we are p- people who are filled with the Holy Spirit of Christ are pretty much the the only people on earth who can truly wield. That type of of wealth and riches and influence and leadership without 
becoming completely corrupted. Like mm-hmm. you have to have to wield that stuff. You have to have power from a source who is more righteous than you. Yeah. Because it will destroy you as a human being. Yeah. Very easily. Very easily. I've seen, I know so many people I've witnessed this lots of times and I could name names and you guys would recognize, but I've seen so many people get in that place where they worked, work, they were good people work, work. And I don't want to discourage anybody because this might discourage some people because a lot of people like to, hang on to their faith as a reason for doing nothing. They, oh, yeah. They apathy. like to say, I'm holier than you because I'm doing nothing and you went out and did something. And, and dude, that annoys the f- shit out of me, okay? Because it's false. But I've seen a lot of people who are good people become successful materialistically and, and wealth-wise and then let that become their God, so to speak. You know, none of the stuff that I have, the stuff, I don't give a shit about. I mean, you know this is true. Mm-hmm. DJ knows this because he's with me every day. And, like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, yeah, whatever. Bro, I don't give two fucks, okay? It's not my identity. It's not who I am. It's 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 not. It, it literally is just stuff. Um, but I've also recognized that by me having stuff, other people get inspired. Mm-hmm. And other people decide to do more with their lives. 100%, and other man. people step out and say, and you know, one of the prayers I always said when I was growing up, dude, was, God, if you help me, I promise I'll help other people. And one of the ways I help other people is by inspiring them to do better and, and, and do more. I'm one of those people. Well, that means I'm a lot, bro. one of those bro. freaking people, man. Yeah. And that and that's that's up against a lot of criticism for those things. You know, one of the yeah. reasons I don't show my life the way that I used to, which I'm going to get back to, by the way, uh, is because I started listening to some of those criticisms a little too much. I started believing, uh, instead of listening to my own knowledge, which, which I knew, meaning... I know that someone has to be the example for the other people. I started listening to the haters and listening to the critics and I started getting shy and being like, fuck dude, you know what? And almost a little embarrassed because I had become so successful that it was like, fuck, nobody deserves this. This is going to piss everybody off. You know what I mean? And uh, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, I made a promise. My promise was if you help me, I'll help other people. And and I got to follow through on that. And that, that, that means standing up to some of the criticism for, uh, you know, for some of the, the things that I've done in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that, are, yeah. That, are, that are healthy things. You no, know what man, I mean? That you, you showing that side of your life has, has literally, I mean, I've only been in business for uh, four years now. Yeah. Um, and it's freaking hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and like, but you showing me... And so many other people, what is possible? It makes me want the if I if I if I didn't know, like if I didn't have that example, like I wouldn't even know what to want. Yeah, like you're yeah, you've created something for me that I can see and I can say I freaking want that man. Yeah, but without you showing that, well then. I'm probably, How would you know? I'm probably going to be wanting something that is way, way less than what I could actually have. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be convinced by the rules of society that you probably shouldn't even have that. Exactly. Just be man. a poor little me and exactly, take what you man. get and shut up. And these, these dude, all this, you, you know, every time I come in here and do, do a podcast with you guys, you these cats right here. 
What's up, brother? These Joe, cats right Joe, here. Joe's new right they, here. Yeah. They will cut. They'll yeah. cut something between the three of us, and they'll post it, and it'll go freaking viral. Yeah. On Instagram or on YouTube, and uh, some little clip, and then you know, in the past, I've went and and dude some hateful freaking comments man yeah hateful dude and and you know i i struggle with that for a long for for quite a while i'm not gonna lie to you guys man i struggle with that because i'm new to all of this and, yeah. and i'm seeing people even people that i know that are saying things about me and i'm like but but like you don't have the whole story man yeah. like like come on dude and and it gets to you right yeah and so the Lord has has the, the the most recent process that I have been going through is uh is literally putting my old self to death. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's a journey, man. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm literally sitting down with a with a good brother of mine and I'm telling him my story, no holds barred from start to finish in detail. It's freaking wild, man. And let me tell you what's wild about it. Wait, you, this is something you're doing? This is something I know who it is, I bet. What's that? Who the guy is. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't know who this guy is. You, you wouldn't know who this guy really? is. Really? No, no. This is, uh, he, he's, uh, yeah, you, you wouldn't know him. But what's wild is, man, is as I'm going through through my story, you know, there are things that have happened in my life that I feel like, are like the the big things, like the really bad things. Like I I remember those things, and I'm thinking that like those are the things that I need to really unpack and talk through. But what I'm realizing as I'm telling my story to this man is that there are things in my life that my mind has blacked out. So I've always known there are these large portions of my life that are completely black. I knew where I was. But I don't remember any detail of what I was doing. And so I'll go through my story, man, and 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 this thing will pop up, man, that I didn't even freaking remember, that I didn't even know was there. And it was just sigh, it will just hit like hit me like a freaking ton of bricks, man. Like the other day, we got to the part in my story where I had to have my heart surgery, right? I got kicked out of the Navy. I got kicked out of the Navy. A part of that story I've never told you guys. When they kicked me out of the Navy and told me, no, you cannot do this job. They literally took everything that I wanted out of life. They took it from me, man. I never told anybody this. When I got back home to my little small town in Georgia, I wanted to wear my uniform out to dinner one time that's all i wanted to do man because i wanted to finally feel like i had done something in my life that i could be proud of i i wanted to wear my uniform to the texas roadhouse and eat dinner one time and then i would move i would move on after that but i couldn't do it because I wasn't in the, I wasn't in, I wasn't associated with the Navy anymore. And I remember telling people around me, I think I just want to go out and eat in my uniform one time just to kind of put a cap on this. And people would say, you don't need to do that. Just move on from that. Right. But I just so badly wanted to be proud of something as a 19 year old man who had never done anything worth doing. 
And when I, I didn't even remember that until I'm telling this man and this thing pops up, dude, and it freaking just hammers me. And I'm like, you know, having everything that you wanted taken from you, that's why my mind had blacked all that out mm-hmm. because it freaking affected me that deeply, but I didn't even know it was there, right? Talk about contrast. I went from having everything I wanted taken away, being told, no, you can't freaking do this, to less than two years later, after an elective open heart surgery, being elected as the honor man of my freaking class. Literal, literally the example. Why was I the one man out of 300 people to be elected as the hard charger, the honor man of my freaking class? Why? Why was I that man? Because of that time that they told me, negative, you can't freaking have this. Contrast, dude, I can't, I'm going through this story, man, and the reason I'm doing this is because as I bring these things to the surface that my mind has blacked out, that my mind has hidden from me, as I bring these things about my old self to the surface, I can literally put them to death. This process is a process that is meant to put my old self to death. That is my desire. And let me tell you, when I get done with this, every one of y'all suckers listening to this episode, when this old man that was Chad Wright, that freaking screwed so much crap up, that freaking did so many wrong things, that, 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 that just didn't have a freaking clue, when that old man, when, 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 that, when that old man is put completely to death, you better get out of the freaking way, son. Because that's that's when the party starts. That's when you become. And that's my mission, man. And that's my mission, man. I love it. That's what the Lord's doing in my life. How long long you been working on that? I've been doing that for about two months now. Yeah. I've been doing that for about two months, and and I thought I thought it was going to be a fast process, but you doing a book? Um, the top secret? No, I mean I might I might do one. You need to do later on, dude. Dude, I'm gonna tell you, man. I'm gonna tell you what, brother. I got a freaking story that you that that will knock your socks off. As a matter of fact, I got a story like no story you've ever heard. And you know why you've never heard a story like my story? Because nobody out there, not a swinging Serious. <laughs> not nobody out there that's got a story like mine has the courage to tell it. Yep. That's why when I finally tell you guys my full story, you're gonna say, "Holy crap! <laughs> oh man, that was good, bad, and ugly." And it's not because there ain't a bunch of other dudes that's lived a similar life to me. It's not because there's it's not because my story is unique. It's because with people people out there with stories like mine haven't don't, found the courage to tell it. Yeah, they don't tell them. That's, that's a all fact. it is, man. Yep. Can I say penis on here? Yeah, that, dude, that, say, that, I think that's approved. That out, guys. <laughs> you can say it. Let it fly. <laughs> I love you guys, man. Well, speaking of penises, DJ. Yeah. Oh.
We got a show. We got a lot of old, small, shriveled ones. Oh, <laughs> oh, get into it, man. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, it is CTI, man. Chad, I, I just love you, man. Yeah. I do love you, man. Yeah, love but, you uh, let's let's get into here. it. There's a lot of, there's, there's some interesting things out there. So let's share some perspectives to see what we got on these uh, these topics. Um, but before we get into our first headline, we got to draw the line on something. All right. And this is something that, that's, that's personally bothering me, and I feel like it needs to just be addressed. Have you guys seen this? This headline reads, uh, New York Bill would force some Chick-fil-A locations to open on Sundays. They crossed the fucking line. That ain't the only place they crossed the line. Look, Chick-fil-A is off limits. Do you like Chick-fil-A? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like, I like what, the, what the company has always stood for. And, um, you know, obviously them being closed on Sunday, that's a that's – a, a representation of their values. It's just freaking mind-boggling to me that 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 government could could influence anything about a privately owned business and how they are. It's just freaking mind-boggling, dude. It's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. wrong. And well, it's communism. It is communism because that's actually their explanation. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, their their argument it says, uh, "quote While there is nothing objectionable about a fast food restaurant closing on a particular day of the week, service areas dedicated to travelers is an inappropriate location for such a restaurant." The bill justif- justification reads, "quote Publicly owned service areas should use their space to maximally benefit the public." Allowing for retail space to go unused one-seventh of the week or more is a disservice and unnecessary inconvenience to travelers who rely on these service areas. That's communism. What kind of service areas are they talking about? Yeah, so apparently there, uh, <clears throat> this restaurant, it's, uh, it's in the New York State Thruway Authority, um, one of their rest stops, I guess. They have a little Chick-fil-A location in there. And because they're not open on Sundays, they're saying it's inconvenience and travelers. So they're trying to force them to stay open. Mm. Yeah, I say leave Chick-fil-A the fuck I, alone. I, I'll bet you, if they do this, I, I'll bet you they close those locations. Oh, you're going to see. These well, guys I mean, don't bend on their stuff, No, man. they really don't. No, yeah. they don't, man. And and they've they've done well enough as as an organization to, they've got a huge following. Yeah. They've got a lot of very loyal customers. Um. I believe that that because they were founded on uh, Christian values, they have the creator of the universe on their side. Um, uh, so, you know what, man? You freaking mess with Chick-fil-A, you're probably going to lose that battle, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I just want to leave them alone, man. I, I, I'm with Chad, dude. I'm so sick of these people thinking they can put their hands into everything, dude. Yeah. Like, they've all, like... It's fucking everything. M- listen, dude. People, people that don't own businesses have no idea. Like, I live in a pretty free state for the most part mm-hmm. missouri okay and it's still insane it's still insane yeah. the amount of of the amount of government regulation needs to be reduced by like 90 percent across the board yeah. it's be, the united states government's the biggest organization that's ever existed in the history of humankind think about that we're talking about millions deep yeah, we're talking about twelve thousand years of humans documented human yeah. history like the biggest organization ever. That's the United States government. That's insane, bro. Yeah. And it's not required. And 
<clears throat> you know, we need a big we need a big reconciliation in this country. It's yeah. not yeah, it's yeah. not only not required. It's, it's it's literally not the way it was designed. So correct. Um, you know, as I was riding up here with my with my team yesterday, uh, I have considered in the future potentially running for the governor of my state. Oh shit! Um, because I truly believe that this that a huge part of this solution that needs to happen here in America is returning power back to the states or state sovereignty, mm -hmm. right? And uh, I was telling my buddies, I don't know if I should say this on air or not, and I said, uh, you know, if I get elected governor, <clears throat> I'm gonna go county by county and, uh, and I'm gonna raise a militia county by county. I'm gonna find every single fighting age male that I can muster, which by the way, won't be many, because uh, we've gotten pretty fat and lazy and freaking weak and stupid around here, which is a big problem. But I'm like, I'm gonna go county by county and muster every man that I can, and I'm gonna form a nice little militia, and then I'm gonna tell the federal government to kick rocks. And my buddy Cornbread said, yeah, you know they did that one time back in 1865. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. that was all about states. That that was about states' rights. Yeah, a lot of a lot sovereignty. A lot of people think that's about. It was exclusively about slavery, which it wasn't. Do, no, do you yeah. under, do you understand that that when when George Washington was elected as the first president of the United States, why did they elect George Washington? They elected George Washington because he was the man who could unite the states. They did not elect George Washington to be a ruler. They 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 elected him for the sole purpose of the fact that he was the one person who could unite the states. And guess what? Back in them days when George Washington or the federal government, which by the way George was a federalist, um, he advocated for bigger federal government, right? But back in them days, when George and his people would, would send something down the pipe to a state like Georgia and the state didn't like what old George was trying to get them to do, guess what the governor of the state did? Told him to freaking kick rocks. Get Like, no, screw you, man. Like, your job is to unify these states, not to have authority over the states. That's the way it's supposed to work. It's, it's decentralizing power. Yes. If we can take the power from one single organization and we can decentralize it and split it into 50 different elements that are self-governing, it's the perfect solution. And it's the, it's the way it was designed to work. Yeah. So, you know, you think about who should be president. Well, an interesting thing about George Washington that people don't realize is that, that he had to be convinced to be to run for president like over the course of many years. He didn't want to actually do it. Yeah. We didn't even he, have a president. No, no, no. Ten, ten, he, he told years. them no like for years. Like, no. I'm not doing that. You That's, should read his bibliography. Yeah. It's called Washington. <clears throat> yeah. Everybody should read that. He was an unbelievable man. Um, So, you know, when I think about... Okay, Chad. Well, you think what, about who the appropriate leader is for a country. It's got to be someone who really doesn't want to do that. It's got to be somebody who doesn't want to do that, which is an interesting conversation, but it also needs to be somebody with the unique ability to unite people. That is the foundation of the issue. See, we can sit here and say we want the president of the United States to be a very 
shrewd businessman. We want him to, to, to know the system and the laws and all that. And, and all of that stuff is important. But I would go as far as to say all of that stuff is not necessarily important specifically for the president of the United States. I don't want a president who's a good businessman. I want a president who can unite the country, who can bring people together and form this country into a organism that is so freaking strong that it can't be stopped just like we did out here on this pt today mm -hmm. i want a person who had and that's a unique gift to be able to do that right now that individual needs people around him who are good at policy business, who are so good yeah, at business who but yeah. but that that person, and this is what I look at as if I ran for governor, the only reason I would do that is because I recognize the unique ability that God has given me to unite people. Now, how do you unite people? Well, the best way is through suffering. And let me tell you, anybody listening to this show, if you think we are going to get out of the situation that we are in without suffering, you are choosing to live in an alternate reality. There is a time coming where every single one of us as Americans are going to have to suffer. Now, when that suffering begins, if there is someone in place with a voice who can capitalize on that suffering and use that suffering to unite a nation, to unite a state. It's an unbelievable result. Now, if somebody's in place who's going to use that suffering to continue to tear down the morale of the people, to continue to tear down people's identity as American citizens, to continue to just tear every, because you can, you, you can wield suffering to tear down, or you can wield suffering to unite. I would go as so far as to say we are living in a time right now where we are starting to see that suffering happen. It's 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 already starting. And May so not when, be at your door, but it's at a few. When, when I when I think about how am I gonna you how would I unite the state? I would just straight be straight up with them. Hey guys, we're about to make some changes, and we're gonna suffer together. But guess what? We're gonna rise up out of this together. And we're going to be stronger than you could have ever imagined this state or this United States being. It's the ultimate ingredient. Suffering is the ultimate ingredient to unite a people. But it can be wielded either direction. And right now it's being wielded to continuously tear down. <clears throat> yeah, to divide. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to run for president... Um, in tw well, 2028, because you're going to do that. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to watch you, learn from you, and then I think I'm going to come in right behind you. All, all right? right. That sounds good. Travis, sell a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, guys, let's get into our headlines, man. Uh, remember, if you want to see any of these articles, pictures, links, videos, go to andyforsella.com. you find them uh, there. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you guys are liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate you guys. So with that being said, on number one, big ticket item, talk of the town. California, Maine, exploring options to keep Trump off ballot following Colorado ruling. 
This was, this was a big deal. <clears throat> it was a big deal. So let's, let's dive into this a little bit because there's a lot of interesting things happening right now. Let's try to make sense of it. Um, so this is a Breitbart article reading. The states of California and Maine are now exploring options to keep former President Trump off their respective state ballots in the wake of Colorado's ruling. As Breitbart News reported on Tuesday, the Colorado Supreme Court ruled in a four to three opinion that the Constitution's insurrection clause prohibits former President Donald Trump from appearing on the ballot for the presidency in 2024. Quote, the court found by clear and convincing evidence that President Trump engaged in insurrection as those terms are used in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, the ruling read. The ruling will partially reverse a previous ruling from Colorado District Judge Sarah Wallace, who ruled in November that the 14th Amendment would not apply in the case of former President Trump, being that he is not an officer of the United States and was defined at the time of the amendment's ratification following the Civil War. Um, so on Wednesday, Maine Secretary of State Sheena Bellows, this lady right here. Masked up, son. Yeah. <laughs> was reported uh, to be seeking options on whether or not to exclude Trump from the state's primary ballot in March. Last week, for instance, attorneys seeking to bar Trump from the ballot argued with Trump's legal team at the state house hearing. Quote, the challenges have the burden of providing sufficient evidence to invalidate the petition. Bellows' office said in a statement last week. Uh, quote continues saying uh, at the hearing, there will be an opportunity for both the challengers and the candidate to present oral testimony of witnesses, as well as additional documentary evidence and to make oral argument pertaining to the challenge in light of that evidence. Um, same things happening over in California and California Lieutenant Governor uh, Eleni Kulinakalis, uh, this lady, it's a great picture. Um, she on Wednesday to the set wrote a letter uh, to the Secretary of State Shirley Weber to explore options on taking the former president's name off the ballot in California as well. New York is so, uh, also following suit. Um, New York Dems renewed push to ban Trump from state ballot. It's kind of happened a little bit of everywhere, um, and there's been some pushback from from a few notable people um, and people <clears throat> who you wouldn't expect pushback from. Um, one of those people I kind of liked what he had to say. That was uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy. He tweeted out. Um, who we all know he's the independent forerunner uh, for the 2024 race. He tweeted out this, and this is in order. He says, quote, it's time to trust the voters. It is up to the people to decide who the best candidate is, not the courts, the people. That's democracy one-on-one. -on -one. He then said, uh, if Trump is kept out of office through judiciary fiat, rather than being defeated in a fair election, his supporters will never accept the results. This country will become ungovernable. Um, and then he finished it out saying, quote, every American should be troubled by the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to remove Trump from the ballot. Um, you got guys down in Texas, Lieutenant Governor Patrick. Uh, he's, he's starting a conversation. Maybe we should take Biden off the ballot in Texas. Um, so he's putting that out. Now, the Supreme Court, there's several liberal judges. Four were for taking Trump off. Three were against. Um, but they've been receiving death threats and um, all uh, sorts of targeting and warnings about being beheaded and shot. So, I mean, it's getting pretty serious. But here's the interesting thing that makes absolutely no sense. We've been seeing the polls. We know where Trump is. He's killing it in practically every single state um, in every poll. But out of nowhere, from left field, um, apparently, allegedly, more than half of Americans approve of Colorado disqualifying Trump. New poll shows a quarter more of than Republicans. Half. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah, right. More <clears throat> than half. Yeah. 
A new poll shows a quarter of Republicans also backed the bombshell Supreme Court decision that has sent shockwaves across the country. So, um, yeah, I call bullshit, obviously. And, and I think most, more importantly, this is nothing like they, they are in fear. They are scared to death of, of, of losing. And they know they're going to lose. And this is what they're doing to try to prevent that. Um, Andy, Chad, what do we got on this? I got a lot on it. Well, first of all, this is the literal end of the republic and the end of democracy. When the, the judicial system steps in and removes somebody from a ballot um, without... Donald Trump has not, has not been found guilty of insurrection. He's in fact, convicted of anything. In, in fact, he was excused of it during the second impeachment. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now what you have is you have a group of people who are in government deciding that you don't have to be guilty of a crime in order to suffer the repercussions of a crime. And if he was found guilty of insurrection, then they could lawfully remove him for sure. from a ballot. And this was intended uh, for Confederate officers to not hold o- office after the Civil War. Of who none of them were convicted or, or, or where this was used on them at all. Correct. So we have to acknowledge the legal situation that's happened here. And this is actual reality. The Republic of the United States of America is over. As of if, if the Supreme Court does not fix this, it is over. And in my opinion, people should be ready to take up arms. That's where we're at. It's real shit. Okay. This is not anything that America was founded upon. And I do believe that what you're saying that these I believe these polls are bullshit. 100%. I've had Democrat family members, people who hate fucking Donald Trump, recognize the impact of what's actually going on, messaging me, texting me, telling me, like, I hate Trump, but this is fucking, this is crazy. And I actually think this is pushing more people to support him. I think the more they push, the more people that support him. I believe people are generally starting to see the narrative of what's happening. And the harder they work to contain the narrative, the more people start to think outside the narrative. And I think they're creating a whole new dynamic and a whole new uh, segment of the population of potential voters that are going to vote for him just because. And, uh, you know, if I was one of these Supreme Court justices making this decision, you should be prepared. Because what usually happens in third world countries when these things start to happen is those people get assassinated. They get killed. Yep. It's um, just the truth. Yeah, it is the it truth. Is the I'm truth. not I'm not advocating. I'm not calling for that. I'm just saying what has historically happened. When the destruction of the country actually starts to come, people who are patriots kill those people. They hold them accountable. And, uh, you know, the next thing we're going to see if this continues to progress is we're going to see the arrests start to happen for wrong think and hate speech. And then we are going to see the arrests happen for misinformation. And they are going to try, try to remove all dissenters from the country and round them up and kill them. This is the mask, in my opinion, this is the mask of communism coming off right in front of your face. And uh, those of you who are approving of this because you don't like Donald Trump or whatever you've been you know, led to believe or whatever, you don't understand what you're cheering for because the next time around, if this were to happen, if you were on the other side of this, you'd be terrified. 
And uh, I think we have a lot of weak people. I think we have a lot of liars. I think we have a lot of corruption. I think we have, when I see this poll, 54% of people approve. That is fucking bullshit. That is bullshit poll. So, uh, in my opinion, you know, people should be ready for what's coming if this isn't stopped by our Supreme Court. And what's going to come, and, and they could be trying to induce it. They could be trying to incite a literal civil... Uh, that's what they want. Civil war or civil conflict or that, you know, it could be that too. They could suspend elections that way and maintain power. I told you for the last couple of years that they were going to find a way to not have elections. And this is a way to not have them. So intentionally stir up the, yeah, the, the populace. Like, bro, this is disgusting shit. This is disgusting end of America shit. And anybody who supports it, in my opinion, is the enemy of the United States of America. Yeah. Chad, what you got? First of all, Andy, I want to thank you for referring to our union here as a republic yeah. and not a democracy. It's not a democracy. Democracy yes. is mob rule. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for for doing that. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, anybody in here, if you know, when was the last time that we had states who— Abraham Lincoln. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that was the last time that we had states who were removing a presidential candidate from the ballot. Mm-hmm. What did that result in? Civil war. Civil war. Yeah, because well, it was the same party. I, I, I think I think a lot of I, th- I think a lot of listeners might kind of hear you talking about the seriousness the dire seriousness of the situation that we are in. And I think that they might just go ahead, just kind of brush over that as just political commentary. I want you guys to understand, look back at history and look what happened the last time this happened. And I want you to hopefully look at that and say, you know what? Oh, Andy over there, He's not just trying to get me razzed up. I'm actually not at all. He he he's yeah. he's actually right when he describes the the dire situation that we are facing right now in the United States of America. It is freaking serious, man. It is serious. This is not a joke. This is not a joke anymore. No. Okay? Uh, you know, you, you remember back in the in the late 90s and early 2000s where, you know, political commentary and you watch the debates and it was just all kind of a it was a dog and pony show. Right. Mm-hmm. It was you could just kind of laugh at it and it'd make you angry. But then you just kind of realize this is just a dog and pony show. You know, it, it's not that way anymore, guys. This this is this is not a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. We cannot take things like this lightly. Because we have specific examples in the history of our nation that we can look at, and then we can watch the result of that. We can look at that in history. And and let me tell you right now, man, all these freaking jack legs that are watching this, all you stinking rednecks that have your guns and stuff, and you think, well, bring bring it on. You're an idiot, man. You don't want that to happen. I'm going to tell you, man, if we ever fall to fighting around here, it's going to be so ugly that you you, you can't even comprehend it. Children will die. 
People will starve to death. Ugly. Ugly. You don't want that, man. We have to find a better solution. Yeah, and but the problem is, bro, is that if this isn't reversed by the Supreme Court and these people continue down this path, these are a very loud minority people who happen to be in power right now who are also very weak physically and unprepared for that kind of situation. And what they're failing to discount is that there's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of patriotic Americans that are very quiet. Yeah, there is. And and they are waiting. And these people, if they don't reverse this decision, like actually, like what I think, and you know, I'm just, just being real. I think those Supreme Court justices in Colorado just signed their own death warrant, regardless if they get the thing flipped over in the Supreme Court or not. Because there's some fucking crazy motherfuckers out here that are gonna say, You started it, bro. Like I I, I would That's be what the history books were. I would be very uncomfortable if I were those four Supreme Court people. Yeah. And, and or any of the people defending them or the police around them or whatever they have, you better be on fucking high alert. And it and, and it's not going to stop because the Supreme Court stops it like this is this is a line that has been crossed now that is very real. And uh, there are elements of the population that are so extreme that they are going to look at these people as targets from now until the end of their lives. And uh, it's it's nerve wracking and scary and. It's disappointing that we've gotten to this place, but at the end of the day, the people who are rallying around this as the right decision are the weakest, least equipped, least intelligent, least resourceful people to handle some sort of disturbance in society such as you're speaking about. Mm -hmm. They can't handle it. These people are fat, they're fucking sick, they're loud on the internet, and they think they've got the power and they don't have the power. And if they had the power, the government would have already fucking done what they were trying to do and gotten rid of all those people. But I'm telling you right now, there are more Americans in this country who you've never heard of, that you've never seen, that you've never seen on the internet that are well prepared for situations like this. And I think these people are opening up a hornet's nest, whether it be on purpose or whether it just be they're desperate because they understand that accountability is coming, that they're not going to be able to contain and control. And, uh, I, I don't like that. I think that I, th- I hope the Supreme Court does its job. Uh, but do we have a rogue media? We have a rogue government. We have people who have taken money from foreign adversary, adversaries. Uh, we have a presidency that is legitimately intentionally destroying the country by all accounts, uh, every strategic way possible, and then acting like they're just dumb and incompetent. And to me, this is all part of what I've been telling you guys. They're not going to, they don't want an election in 2024. And you think that what they did in 2020 was like, if what they did in 2020 by creating this public emergency, dividing people along all these lines, shutting down businesses, shutting down society. If you think that that's the end of what they're willing to do to, to, to maintain control, what they were willing to do in 2020 pales in comparison to what they're willing to do now because of what they've done between then and now. And what's on the line right now. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is in 2020, it was like, okay, we got to get back in power. Now it's, they've got four years of treasonous activity, legitimately, yep. okay, to cover up for that they're going to be held accountable for if this man gets back in power. And I believe that there are not, there is nothing off the table for these people in order to get their way. And I think if the Supreme Court 
reverses this decision, it will be something else that will be that much more drastic. And, and, and we need to all be prepared for it. And yeah. real talk, dude, if we lived in a society that was, that our military was actually holding its oath and our police were actually holding their oath that they've taken, they would arrest the people doing these things. Cause this is anti the constitution. Yeah. Yeah. If our, if our military was led by actual people who took that oath and took it seriously, if our three letter agencies, if those, if, if those people had taken that oath seriously, if our police departments had taken that oath seriously, those Supreme Court justices would be in jail right now. Right now. Right now. And so would our administration. And so it's disappointing because I always grew up thinking that, like, our military w was there to stand between us and a tyrannical government. And that's just not the case right now. They're standing on the other side. And it's unfortunate, dude, but it seems to be the case because I haven't seen anybody in the military stand up and say, hey, now fuck this. Yeah. And, it's, and, and so it's scary. It's scary, dude. And um, we see all this predictive programming coming out about cyber attacks or civil war or pandemics. And I think the next 24 or the next the next year is going to be very destructive to our country. Yeah, well, dude, honestly, I think it'll be sooner than that because we're about to get into headline number two. Um, but mm -hmm. guys, on this topic, let us know what you guys think. Hashtag Trump. I don't think it matters what you think of Trump. No. It, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter what you think of Trump, what you don't think of Trump. What matters is is that they are doing something that's legitimately against the constitution of our country right in our fucking faces with zero apologies and zero regret, and they don't care. And you have the mainstream media on the internet cheering this shit on. You have people cheering this shit on. If you're cheering this shit on, dude, you're a traitor to this country. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. It doesn't matter what Trump is. And when they say, like Nikki Haley said recently, I think today or yesterday, another Trump presidency will destroy democracy you have to understand what she's talking about. She's not, she is a establishment fucking pawn. And what she's talking about, destruction, is exactly what the rest of us want destroyed, okay? Which is their corrupt, communist, Marxist ideology, oppressive government system. That will be destroyed if Trump gets elected. I 100% agree. But it's not democracy like what they're presenting it to be. It's the corrupt system that oppresses us all, that takes more than half of our money in tax, that fucking, and, and you're saying, oh, well, I don't pay half my money in tax. The fuck you don't. You just can't do math, okay? You can't add up all, you think tax is income tax. You don't talk about the tax you pay when you buy shit, sell shit, own shit, the tax you got to pay on all these different things everywhere you go to fill up your truck or fill up your car, or do all these things, the death tax that you pay where they take 60 to 65% of your shit when you die. Like, we are slaves in this country. And, and to this democracy, we are fucking slaves of. And if we're being honest, that does need to be destroyed. So when Nikki Haley says, oh, he's going to destroy, democracy won't last, what she's really saying is our corrupt ability to take advantage of the American citizens will end if Trump is elected president, which to me is a pretty fucking strong endorsement. Yeah. Don't yeah. sound too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll take his mean tweets and all the shit that you guys don't like about him. All I'll take long. that shit. All day long. Yeah. Well, guys, let's keep this train moving. Let's get to headline number two, because this is another big one, and this may actually give some context to the timing of everything. This is another one of those articles, man, that popped up. There's not a lot of people talking about it, so let's talk about it. Headline number two. Uh, headline number two reads... Jeffrey Epstein's scandal, federal judge to unseal 180 previously redacted names. This is a massive deal. This is a massive deal. And I believe this, this is what's going to start the they can't. Those two stories came out on the same day. 
within so, hours apart. Some yeah, wrong, man. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'm not an alarmist, but guess what? Paul <clears throat> Revere was an alarmist. That's how I look at it. All right. There's some shit going on here. Um, so let's dive into this. This is a Fox News article reading. A federal judge in New York has ordered the unsealing of dozens of documents naming people linked to the disgraced financier and sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein. The documents are expected to identify more than 180 people, including associates, victims, investigators, and journalists who covered the case. Some of the names will remain under seal, including those belonging to minor victims who never spoke publicly about the case and a person who the judge said was wrongly identified as an alleged perpetrator by a reporter. Um, at least one person asked the court not to release her name, arguing that it could put her at risk of physical harm. Now, this was a victim um, who did testify under, under oath and under seal. She's asking to remain redacted for obvious reasons, because um, these people have called out all these people. Um, so U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska outlined the reasoning in a 51-page order on Monday. The order comes as part of a 2015 lawsuit between Epstein accuser Virginia Gouffray and his former lover and accomplice, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, the case was settled in 2017, but the judge indicated in hearings in 2021 and 2022 that the names would not remain sealed indefinitely. Um, so, uh, Gouffray uh, has alleged that uh, Epstein and Maxwell trafficked her when she was 17 years old. She's now in her 30s. Um, some of the names have been withheld in the documents, but belong to people who have either spoken publicly about their connections to Epstein have already been identified in other court documents or were identified in Maxwell's trial. Um, so the order included a two-week delay. Okay, so t we're almost, what, we got seven more days? No, ten more days, I think we're looking at. Ten more days before um, all hell breaks loose, allegedly. Um, you know, so, and, and people have talked about it. Senator uh, Marsha Blackburn, she tweeted out, I'm pleased that this court agrees with my calls for transparency and accountability on Epstein and his associates. The American people deserve to know who participated in Epstein's crime. Um, with Virginia Gouffray responding back to that, saying, quote, uh, finally, we are hearing members of the U.S. government senators um, about the need for transparency and a call to arms for accountability. There's going to be a lot of nervous people over Christmas and New Year's, 170 to be exact. Who's on the naughty list? This wouldn't be possible without the Honorable Judge Preska. What do we got on this? <clears throat> well, um, seven, 170 is only a small fraction of the actual names that they have. So that's something that people should recognize. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like 10% or 8% of the total names. So it's not like a full transparency. That's the first thing. Second thing is this came out the same day as the previous story. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have to, we have to like, you know, remember all these indictments that have happened against Trump, which uh, through every single legitimate legal expert has said contain no real basis in, in their process. We even have one of his attorneys uh, parlatory on the show to talk about that. Um, you know, they come out with a, with a, you know, every time something happens to them, they come out with something against Trump. And, you know, this is the same. You know, these people, look, dude. This Epstein's case coming out? Okay, let's get Trump harder. Look, dude, yeah. here's the deal. Epstein Island was a Mossad CIA op to blackmail people of influence to control the narrative of society. That's what the fuck it was. 
How do you think they get all these Hollywood people to say whatever the fuck they say? How do you think they get people to fucking advocate for things they wouldn't normally advocate for? How do you get? How do you think they get Hollywood to do what they do in Hollywood and push all this fucking crazy woke shit? A man is a woman, a woman is a man, blah, 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 blah. All this politically correct nonsense garbage that isn't based in truth or reality or fact. How do you think they get so many people to do it? They fucking blackmail them. Like I've been telling you for fucking years, okay? They go up to them, they say, hey, come to my island. I'm a big baller. I got a plane. You want to come? It's going to be awesome. You go there. They have video cameras on the every inch of the island, and they invite people like, you know, these guys who own these platforms, right, to come down, and then they get them, get them back massage or worse from some underage girl that they don't even know is underage, right? Because let's be real, dude. A 17 or a 16-year-old girl can very easily look 25, yeah. all right? You give somebody a couple drinks, you're not going to fucking know in a lot of cases. You're not going to know. And what are you going to do, ask for ID? No, they're not asking for ID. I'm just being real, dude. These are fucking people who go there to party and hobnob with their wealth and show off their fucking shit. I'm a somebody, and they got caught up in this in, in this blackmail operation. And there's this is one of many blackmail operations that is a, a cooperative between our government and Israel, which is why you have so many of these fucking government people advocating for Israel so fucking hard, okay? Because they understand what Israel has on our own people. So. When we all, when you think about what this actually is, and why they defend it, and why it's protected, and why people get killed over it, that's why, and that's what we're dealing with. And so you, you guys, you know, there's all kinds of conspiracies, you know, that there's this massive pedophilia network, and people are being, dude, who knows how deep this goes or how big it is, but look, dude, at the very basis, listen, basic shit. At the very basic shit, it's a blackmail operation to control society, control the world, and have their narratives pushed to create the culture that they want. Which the, has been very obvious. Like, dude, we've seen th This that. is why the social media networks yeah. behave the way they do, because yeah. they're all on these fucking lists, bro. They're all compromised people. And so once they realize that they're on the inside of that, they voluntarily go along because they realize so many other people are too. We can't tell on each other. Why do you think? Oh shit, Oprah, are you here? <laughs> exactly. Why do you think these people all say the same shit? Why is Jimmy Kimmel saying the same shit as Oprah? Saying the same shit as fucking uh, Whoopi Goldberg? Saying the same shit as all these actors? Like why? And I'm that's allegedly, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like I'm alleging. Okay, I'm speculating. We can sure. substitute many names in for that, but like those are the names that come to mind. Yeah. All right, I'm not saying that they are guilty. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is it's possible, okay? So when we look at how this is all played out and the narratives that are put down through society and we look at the World Economic Forum, we look at how they brag about pushing down culture. You got, you got the biggest, most powerful leaders in the world bragging in front of the world about how they force culture through business financing to make businesses who take loans uh, enforce a certain kind of culture inside their their business that is not meritocracy, okay, that is not around who's the best for the job. It's more around, you know, meeting certain quotas or things like, yeah, like, bro, this is, issues. and it's all presented as like being a good person. Bro, it's all bullshit. And it's all forced on us. And this is at the center of it, which is why they protect it so much. That story is the biggest fucking story in the history of the United States of America and probably the world, which is why they defend it so much. You know, you know. And by the way, um, that's that information that I just gave you about it being a Mossad CIA op. Where do you think I you think I made that up, motherfucker? I was told that by people who were in those organizations directly. 
Okay. So there's that. What? No, I was uh, I was about to say something. I forgot what I was about to say. Well, the, I, th- uh, I think I think it's because, you know, Andy, when you break this down like this, I mean, dude, your mind, the way your mind works <clears throat> is unbelievable. The way that you can see these situations, the way that you can break them down, I can't do that, dude. So, like, when you break stuff down like that, it almost leaves you freaking speechless, man. Well, bro, because, I, maybe I'm wrong, but no, I don't think I am. No, no, and, it, and it's like, it, it leaves me speechless because I'm like, wow. Like, we live first, in a fucking first, matrix, bro. First of all, I can't yeah. comprehend that level of of not not only wickedness but corruption. Yeah. And so the whole time you're breaking that down, what am I thinking? I'm thinking, okay, this makes freaking sense because Andy has a very unique gift that's given to him by God to be able to see things like this and break it down. You that's that's one of your unique gifts, all right? And when I listen to him do that, the whole time I'm listening to him, I'm like Dang, like, okay, what do we do about this? What do we do about a a, a literal level of, of wickedness and corruption that cannot even be comprehended by, you know, your, 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 the mind of a, of a freaking a good, good human being. A good person. Right, right. Like yeah. what, like, what the crap do we do about this, man? And then it leaves me with this feeling of like, it's so deep. It's so entrenched. It's so intertwined that, like, I just cannot see, again, a way of fixing this without suffering greatly, with, without it literally They're going to force that on us, dude. Without like, it literally yeah. being torn down to the foundations and, and being rebuilt. And well, uh, I think that's what they intend on doing, dude. I think they they intend to instigate the destruction of this country so that they can rebuild it. That's why we have these guys who are building bunkers in fucking Hawaii for two hundred million dollars and shit like that. Well, I I I would agree with you on that. I don't, but I don't think they want to build back some sort of fucking utopia shit that I, they're in charge of. I don't think it's for the reconstruction of of a of a of a nation. I think it's it's for the reconstruction of a of a global one world government. Of course. A global government. Yeah, totally I, I agree. Sure. They, because that's the thing. They have to destroy national like yeah. our, our national pride. Yeah, they have everything. to destroy all that and, and ultimately they want to destroy everything. The infrastructure, yeah, yeah. the highways, yeah. the systems. They want to completely destroy this country. Like when we say destroy this country, people think of it metaphorically. Like we think, oh, they wanna they want to make this country not what it used to be. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is total actual destruction of the country so that it can be rebuilt. And think of the money to be made on the reconstruction of a country. Think of the money. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, if we, if we, you, if us three were the most evil people in the world and we said, fuck, dude, you know what we could do? We could fucking destroy this country. We could wipe out the currency, start our own currency, reset it, and make a fucking fortune rebuilding the country the way we want it to be. And that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a bunch of super elite, super wealthy, above, in their mind, above the rest of the world type individuals. We are above them. They are peasants. 
They are, they look at us as expendable nuisances to their plan. They do like you guys because you have good hearts and you believe like in your neighbor and you say, man, you know what? That fucking guy, he likes Trump, but you know what? He's still an all right dude, right? Like that's America. He's for a the, fellow countryman for sure. Yeah. That's America, dude. Like. With 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 the exception of people who are on the far 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 progressive communist side, who are it's literally point zero zero one percent of the country. Everybody else is like, he's different, but he's still a good person. Yeah, yeah. You know what oh, I'm saying? You know, dude, these people are literally pawns of Satan. That's correct. They these people. I actually believe that's I, actually I, literally true. I believe. Yes, I believe that yeah. literally. Tucker true. Carlson just talked about this in an interview, dude. He was asked about aliens, about what aliens actually were, because there's a story that Eisenhower actually made a pact with a with the aliens in the 1950s. And it's it's historically documented if you dig into it. Eisenhower actually like was in one location and then another location over the course of an impossible amount of time. And he is believed to have been transported by these aliens. OK, it's 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 no. Do you know that that's that's biblical? Like that, that's a biblical, that, that fits with a biblical narrative, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go and read, I think it's Genesis 6. Um, the Bible actually, so what is an alien defined? It's an extraterrestrial being, yeah. right? So the biblical narrative talks about, in many places, these extraterrestrial beings. They're mentioned as angels, as as demons, as mm-hmm. as these other entities that are not human that live outside the realm of Earth. The Bible actually gives a description of those beings coming to Earth and making pacts with men, and actually, get this, breeding human women and producing a race of hybrid humans called Nephilim. They were giants. They were called, they're described in the Bible as the heroes of old. And part of the reason that the Lord destroyed the earth in the flood was to destroy this tainted race of humanity. Hmm. This all fits with the biblical narrative. Go read Genesis 6 about the sons of God literal extraterrestrial beings coming to earth, sharing knowledge with man, and then actually reproducing with females and producing this race. This is all in the Bible. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, most people don't know it. So when when you talk about aliens, I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we can call them aliens all day long. So Tucker just did, I forgot who, Tim Cast or one of the other big shows, and uh, it was like a live show, and he Mm -hmm. talked about aliens. And and. He was told by someone in our system, apparently, that these aren't actually aliens. They're actually demons. Yeah. And they these demons made a pact with the world leaders. But a demon is an alien. Yeah. It is an well, extraterrestrial it's di- I had never heard that before. So, like, to me, I was evil. like, fuck. Like, that doesn't sound good. No. You know? So, yeah. so the the idea that he's talking about is that there's a pact, legitimate evil pact amongst people who worship Satan, who are not of God, who are legitimately here to destroy the planet yeah, and destroy they, they don't humanity. They realize it's Satan. They, they, they probably don't even realize it. Dude, why do you think all these... Satan is a deceiver. Why do you think all these statues of uh, Satan are going up 
in certain places of the world. And it's particularly in government buildings. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah, dude. The best thing Satan ever did was convince the world that he wasn't real. He's been a deceiver since he was in the Garden of Eden. He deceived yeah, man. the first the first two examples of humanity that were ever created, right? Um so th this all makes total this all makes total sense to me. I know now, it sounds crazy to people who are like logical thinkers and they're maybe not that spiritual or not, but we we have we we have we have to look at things as the way that they are. You know, and we've clearly live in a very corrupt anti good environment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not good for kids to uh, be exposed to men dressed up as women and have them dance around. Oh, you mean and... there's good and evil? Yeah, I know. So but I... what I'm saying is, is a lot of people have lost sight of that, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. I a know, lot of yeah. people really don't believe in that. Like that's a lot... excellent. That, yeah. That's that, that's the ultimate objective of Satan. Yes, that's the. But a lot, Satan. a lot of people have for have like legitimately, dude. Like I'm saying this in a literal way. A lot of people do not believe that there are consequences for their actions that they take while they're here on Earth later. So if you believed, most of the people that listen to this show believe in some sort of higher being, okay? Whether most they be the Christian. working here. Yeah, yeah no, all of yeah. them do. Most of them believe in, you know, they might be Christian or they might be Muslim, but they answer to something, okay? What you have to realize is that there is a whole lot of people that believe that this is it, and it doesn't matter what they do or not do when they're here. And that's, that's an... That's a non-relatable character trait for people that believe, okay? So if you're dealing with people, a group of people who do not believe that. And consequences and morality. And yes, they don't believe that. Judgment. Yes, yeah. they don't believe, like th basic things, like thou shall not kill, okay? Or whatever, right? If you have people who, who just don't believe that there's any consequence for anything, what are those people capable of doing to people that are? Okay, because because you have one, you're very basic. You have one team on one side of the football field, and you have another team on the other side. And one team's playing with no rules, and the other team's playing with a whole bunch of rules. Okay, and that means that the team that plays with no rules is going to be very easily able to have an advantage over the team that plays by the rules. Yeah, and, and so playing in the weather, not yeah, the and flags and, and you know what we need? We need a whole bunch of good men who are willing to say, you know what, rules to the side, fuck the rules for a minute. You, That's you, also biblical. It's happened. Yeah, you, you have you have no you have no grounds for morality whatsoever without a creator, without with without a without a like one of the attributes of anything that is true, something that is true has to come from an outside source, right? Because uh, in other words, you're just making things up in your head, right? So it ha we have to start with saying there is a creator that cares for us and that has given us this guideline for how we should live this life and treat this earth and treat each other. Because if you don't have that, well, what are your grounds for morality? You have chaos. You, you're, you, you have no grounds for- You have for, anarchy. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have, you, have, you have destruction of any civil boundaries. You have, you have exactly what the fuck these people are about is what you have. Yeah, you got, and you got a lot of people listening get freaking tired of me talking about my faith and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, it's, it's literally the no, foundation no, no. of civilization. Yeah. No, no, it's no, the, I don't think our listeners know. It's no, the foundation don't. of civilization. And so these individuals that don't have any belief, like you said, in any repercussions for their actions here on earth, 
Well, how there's they, no negotiating with those people. No, dude. no, no. You you cannot negotiate negotiate yeah. with pure evil. Yeah. You cannot negotiate it with because those individuals and these individuals that we're talking about that are in the upper whatever you want to call it, echelons of society yeah. that think they're above everyone else. We say they're being controlled by this evil being that we name as Satan. Well, and they don't even know it because what's happened is they have been turned over to what's called a reprobate mind. So a, a minute ago, I mentioned they don't even know they're, what they're doing is evil. Yeah, well, we they call them now as NPCs. Yeah, they've been turned over yeah. to a reprobate mind to yeah. where if, if you rebel against God for long enough, this is why it's dangerous to rebel against God. When, the, when, when, when you have some inclination of, you know what, man, this, this Jesus, this might be for real. Like when, when, when that is God engaging you, right? And if you rebel against him for long enough, he will turn you over to a reprobate mind. To where you are unsavable at that Bro, point. This is crazy that you say this. This is crazy that you say this. Because I have a totally different I have a I have a different way of understanding that that's true. But it has to do with a lot of drugs. <laughs> okay? So I gotta tell the story because it's appropriate. So I might have done some mushrooms, all right? <laughs> On accident. Okay. So one of my buddies owns a mushroom company and he makes these little chocolate bars and he gave me some of them for anxiety. And I've never done any drugs besides smoke weed. That's the only drug I've ever done besides mushrooms now. And uh, <laughs> I was eating these chocolates, which were little squares. And uh, I'm in the, also people don't understand, I'm in the cannabis business. So... To make concentrated cannabis, like a little cartridge that people smoke on a vape, it takes a lot of marijuana, okay? And that's what I know about making drugs. That's about the extent. Some other people might know some others. Some other people in this room might know more than that, okay? But that's what I know. So I ate all these chocolate bars, and I had a friend who, who, who had access to the actual mushrooms. And one day... I was in my garage and I was smoking and I was like, you know what? I'm out of the chocolates, so I'm going to try some of these mushrooms. And I had never eaten the, re the real mushrooms before, so I didn't know how many to eat. So I text my friend and say, how many of these do I eat? And he said, one gram. Okay. Now, remember, I'm already been smoking. Okay. So I'm not really thinking that clearly. So I go up to my house. And I get a scale, and the scale is a little food scale. And I start weighing these mushrooms out. And I weigh the mushrooms out, and I'm putting them on there, and, like, it's starting to look like a lot. Like, it's starting to look like, like a fucking, like Good a lot. pile of mushrooms. Yeah, like yeah. a lot. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm thinking, like, all right, well, that makes sense because I'm eating these little chocolates, and it probably took, like, a lot of mushrooms to make the chocolates have that much psilocybin in it, right? juice so it made no it made sense to me i'm like looking at him like all right well fuck dude this seems like a lot so i eat them and it's like a pile like this big dude and so i eat them all and <laughs> and i go up and i sit by my pool and i'm like chilling and i'm like i'm looking up at the sky and i'm just like man dude i fucking feel great start feeling pretty good 
I looked up in the sky and and like the sky, the clouds start to twist and move and like kind of go together. And I'm like, and I never seen that before. I'm like, oh fuck. That's like some these, crap happened like that in Hell Week to me. Really? Man. Yeah. So, so, so listen. So I had the mushrooms. So I started thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck. I wonder if I ate too much. So I went down and checked the scale, and and I had it set on ounces, and not grams. Okay. So what's a fucking Got what's what's a what's a ounce of what's a how many grams are in an ounce? Okay, well, I ate that much mushrooms. You 20, sold drugs. 28 grams. <laughs> Good, I ate 20. I ate 20. It's a fucking shit ton, bro. And he said eat one gram. One gram. And I ate 28 grams. Son, okay. I've been headed to the emergency room. No, so, so, dude. <laughs> so I didn't. I'm like, so now I'm like freaking the fuck out. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I call Emily on the phone and I'm like, hey, I was out by the pool. I said, hey, come outside. She's like, I'm making dinner. I'm like, no, you need to come outside. And she didn't know I had been like eating these little chocolates and shit. So I'm like, hey, look, I promise you, I'm not like going off the rails. I'm not turning to drugs. I tried these things for my anxiety. They were working. And I think I might have fucked up. All right. And and I started having these like legitimate visual hallucinations, dude. Like legitimate. Like I was looking at my phone and the fucking screen went to three screens. Like I started seeing all this crazy shit and I saw like four distinct visions during the like five hours that I was in outer space, which is where I fuck I was. But the first vision that it fucking showed, showed me the first vision was this. The first vision was me and a swimming in a river. Okay. And there was a river and it was rapids and um, it showed me swimming in the river, but I was swimming upstream. Okay. And when you're, when you're in this state, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like information is being downloaded into your brain. It's not like I have to comprehend it or think about it or think like, is this true or is this not true? I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying that's how it was perceived. Like I'm getting information. This is this is how this is what's happening here. Yeah. Okay. And it's an understanding. It's like a different, if you've never experienced it, it's hard to describe. But what it was telling me was it showed me in the river and it showed me swimming upriver and it showed a bunch of rocks downstream in the river. And what it showed me was the reason that I feel so fucking anxious and angry and frustrated all the time is because I'm denying my true purpose. Okay. And my true purpose, uh, which I'm not going to share, but it's very big, but it showed me if I would just swim with the river, I could avoid all the rocks. And that was the first thing. But the second thing it showed me, which brings me to the point that you just said, was it showed me like two people that were clear. And when I say it showed me, the reason I say that is because that's what it was. It was like a revelation. It was like not up for debate. It was like someone saying, this is the way it is. Yeah. And it showed me two, imagine these two water bottles that were both shaped like a human being, okay? And they're next to each other. And then, you know, like a yin and a yang, you know the yin yang symbol? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it showed me one of those. And yin yang, like what it showed me is like good and evil, okay? Like the light and the dark. And so it showed these two silhouettes of these human beings. And the top part was white and the bottom part was black. And they both started out like that. Okay. And then it showed the levels kind of go like this. And then the level of black on this one over here went all the way to the top and it stopped going back and forth. Okay, it stopped going up and down. It just turned black, and this was the way it is, and this one continued to go like this, mm -hmm. okay? And what it was telling me was 
that once someone is consumed, like you're talking about, what'd you call it? The mind. Yeah, you, you've once you've rebelled for so long, God will turn you over to a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind. Yeah. An unsavable human being. Exactly. An actual evil human. Yep. Okay. So what it showed me was, what it was telling me, or what I came to understand was, because I have a big heart for people, and my biggest fucking weakness in my life is that I give people too many fucking chances. And what it showed me was that there are certain people that are consumed by this darkness that are unfucking savable. Yep. They are not savable. They will hurt you. They will kill you. They will fucking destroy you yep. if you allow them. In in if you allow them to, they will. And that was like an understanding. It was like trying to download. So like what it was saying was, hey dude, uh, some of these people are fucking bad, and you need to recognize them as bad, and you need to deal with them as if they are bad. And that's what it was telling me very strongly. Can't help them. Can't fix them. Can't fix them, bro. And they'll destroy you if you allow them. Well, Andy, what well, the crap, man? Hold on. The next, the next fucking. Oh so, yeah, there were three, right? There was four. Four, okay. The next uh, vision that it gave me was imagine a pole vertical like this, okay? And on the pole, there were discs, all right? At the top, there was a very small disc. The next disc was like this big. The biggest disc was like this big. And then underneath was a smaller disc, okay? About the size of the second disc, all right? And on the big disc was most people. It showed most people. And these, and what it was showing me was levels of awareness, okay? Most people are not aware. They don't understand what's actually going on. And then it showed me the people who were on the second disc, but it actually identified those people as people that I know. So people, these were famous people that you would all know, but I don't want to say their names, okay? These are people who are sort of cultural leaders, who may not be like the most powerful people, but they are very influential people that understand what's going on and, and they are kind of controlling the messaging for these people, right? And then the top disc was like the people who changed the world, the people who uh, legitimately like are here for a real reason. They're here for a fucking reason. And then on the bottom disc, it showed all those people that were the, the black the, the people that were filled with the black, they were all on the bottom disc. They were like, they were like below everybody else. And um, it showed me where I fit on that tower, which I'm not going to talk about. But the, the, the last thing it showed me, which was the most like, like reassuring thing that I think helped me the most was that <clears throat> it showed me that there is a, there is, like when people talk about life and death, there's a very legitimate crossing of o over and it showed me the other side of, uh, of like what it looks like. And it wasn't like what I thought. This is like, it's going to make me emotional probably because like, uh, <clears throat> I, I saw, I saw all the people that had passed away um, that I've known. And there's some people who have passed away in my life who I could have been better to. Um, and the, when I went over there, it was, it was, it was like, everybody looked like, um, a football, like if you took a football and you turned it on its side, 
everybody looked like one of these footballs, but they were just light. I couldn't see their face and I couldn't hear their voice, but they were telling me things without audibly hearing it. So like, it was like an understanding. Okay. And this was like people, like I said, that like, you know, they had passed on and you know how, like when someone passes on, you sort of like wish you would have done something different or, you know, like for example, you know, my grandpa who passed away, he called me like a week before he died, asked me to come see him. I was 17 years old and I was too busy to go see him and he fucking died. Shit like that. Okay. And that's something I live with that bothers me. And, uh, it, it was cool because I could hear them talking to me and telling me like, Hey man, it's all good. Like this is this, we're good. Everything's good. You're doing a good job. You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel that way. And, uh, it was just a very, like a very good feeling all in all. Um, but it felt super real, dude. And like, I know there's going to be people like a lot of you guys that do this shit all the time. You think you got it all figured out. None of what I said means that that's the way it is, but that was the experience I had. And, uh, it was very impactful and I haven't fucked with mushrooms a single time since then. And I probably never will again because I got everything I needed to know from it. And I believe, I believe that I was being shown real things. And, um, anyway, the story is right in line with what you're saying Yeah, is that once people are consumed with the darkness, they are done and there's no saving them. And we have to understand in society that there are very evil people out here that will kill you without hesitation and do not care what happens to you or your fucking family or fucking anybody that you care about. And if you continue to pacify and act passively and let these people do this, they will fucking harm you. And, and do we as a culture, as a society have to, the good people of society have to stand up and draw a line that we are not going to tolerate this shit from these people anymore under the guise of tolerance, under the guise of, uh, you know, that taking the high road, we're not taking the high road by tolerating evil. That's not taking the high road. That's yep. being a fucking yep. coward. Yep. So anyway, I don't mean to get emotional, but like it was a very impactful, real experience. No, man, I want to, I want to honor you, man, for, uh, for, for laying that vision out for people or those four visions, because, uh, I mean, when you, when you get visions like that in your life, like, those are pretty sacred things. Yeah. Uh, and you got to sit on those for a while before <laughs> you bring them out and you tell people about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting because the the Lord has given me visions in my life uh, on a few occasions. Mm -hmm. Very, very powerful. That changed the trajectory of my life and the way that I think and the decisions that I'm making. So that is real. That is real. Um, I've never experienced what you experienced under the in, under the influence mm -hmm. of the mushroom. I don't understand what's going on there, but something is going on there. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it, but something is going on there. I would say, just as friends, when you when you receive these visions, the first thing that that I do is I go to the Word of God and I say, is what I learned, is the message that was portrayed to me through that vision, is it in alignment 
with the literal word of God that has been written in the Holy Bible. And if any part of that vision for me personally is out of alignment with what is written in Scripture, I know that that part of the vision was a lie Mm -hmm. that was being spoken into me. So we can go to the Word of God, we can check that message with the Word of God, and then we can be confident that it was either true or that it was false. And so it's very interesting, man, because the messages that you received by way of those visions, I know the Bible well. They fit within the context of the Word of God. Um, And you identified that. Actually, what I said from the Word of God prompted you to share that. Yeah, dude, it was the exact. It was the exact thing. And so, and so, uh, man, that's freaking huge, dude. And 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 I and I and I by no means I've never used mushrooms. I've never smoked weed, man. Yeah. And I don't advocate for it. Yeah. But but I cannot discredit what you just said because it fits within the context of. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, it felt so real. Like, it felt like the way, it felt like I was being legitimately told, this is the way that it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how certain it was. Yeah, and and I want want to encourage the listeners, if, uh, if you, like me, feel opposed to using these substances, I want to encourage the listeners you can receive those same revelations. You can receive that same knowledge. You can see things clearly by understanding the Word of God. Now, that takes years of seeking, intentionally seeking, and submitting yourself to the Lord. But these things, and and also actual visions, you can receive them without the use of these substances. And they are real. And they're impactful. Yeah. So if you're opposed to it, don't think. Yeah, I'm not telling you to go do that. I need to go out and take mushrooms to receive. Because what Andy just described to us is right there in the the word of God. It's put in a very similar manner. So you can come to the same conclusion if you will go and intentionally seek the wisdom of the Lord in his word. Mm-hmm. And so that's been my path. Mm-hmm. That's been my path since 2012. That's been my path. Yeah. And uh, I just commend you, man. I honor you, brother. Every time I come in here, I just, <laughs> I'm just blown away. Well, man. I mean, you know, I was doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, look, dude, I'm not at, listen, don't go do that. Like, I'm telling you, because it made me sick, too. I got sick as fuck. Um, it's so hard for me to comment on yeah. that, man, because, because you know, I, I don't understand. <clears throat> I do know this, that people who are using these substances are tapping into something that is out of this dimension. I do know that. Here's the danger I see in it. The danger I see in it is when you are tapping into another, you're opening your mind up to another dimension where there are beings and you interact with these beings and you actually receive messages from these beings. I believe that's really happening. Dude. The, 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 thing, the danger is you don't know if this being is good or evil. 
And evil doesn't mean that this being is going to give you a message that you don't like. Evil is deceptive. So you can be deceived about something that you perceived as good, but you're being deceived. And that's why you have to go to the Word of God and bounce it off what is written in Scripture. So for me, I believe it's a really, really powerful, real thing. A lot of my buddies do this. A lot of my buddies are, are using this as treatment. And they come to me and they tell me about their experiences. And again, my only thing is you don't know the intentions of that being that you interacted with. That's the dangerous part for me. So there was two things that happened on top of this, okay? <clears throat> that like right at, like during after I saw this shit, two two things happened. One, I wrote something. That's smart. Yeah, well, I had, if you get a vision, that's the I had a, thing you I had Emily take notes. Emily sat next to me for like three hours and took all these notes, 11 pages actually, um, which I've never read since then because I don't have to because I remember exactly what happened. But another, uh, uh, two things happened to me and I'm going to find, um, I'm going to find this picture. This happened like legitimately right after the, uh, the, the vision part of it. So here we go. I'm also going to read you what I wrote. Um, so on my house, those of you that know my house, um, you know that I live in a house that is a uh, plantation style house. It has a wraparound porch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Some history behind that. House. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the property belonged to former president of the United States, uh, Ulysses S. Grant. And I'm trying to find this picture. DJ, what you think about all this, man? I believe it's 100% okay. real. 100% real. I mean, I think the other thing is, too, man, like, you know, we get told all the time, we're only using 10% of our brains, right? Well, who, yeah. How do we know that? How did the person that told us that know that? Right? And what's the other 90% for? You know, mm -hmm. I, and I think that we are all more connected than than what we believe or understand we are. Um, collective conscious consciousness, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. You know, and like there, there's just plenty of things that we've yet to understand. And and I think that we have examples of collective consciousness in nature, actually. 100 percent. School, school of fish. Yeah. School of fish, trees themselves. You also birds. have it in business. You know, when yeah. you when you get every single person to believe in the same vision of business. Things happen much faster. Yep. Yeah, you know, and so I, I think there's there's a lot of things that are out there that, you know, we may not understand how they work, but they work. It's real things, and it, and and it's it's been documented throughout the history of mankind. And so I think, you know, and and will there be certain right. substances substances that you know, could help unlock some of that? <sighs> For sure. You know, I think it's I think it's ignorant and irresponsible to say no. So you know, so I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you this picture, okay. This is on my porch of my Same house. Me. I can put it up on the thing. Yeah. And what this is, is that I was standing there like being like, what the fuck is going on? And this fucking deer walked up on my porch hmm. and walked up to me about me to you away. Hmm. And just like looked at me and like it stood right there. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to my buddy, Matt. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, check this out. Like, this is what... And he's like, that's a sign of good fortune or whatever. He had a, he had a reason for it. Well, wasn't it because like you know the deer they eat the mushrooms and shit too? Well, hold on. So I took this picture, and after I took the picture, it, you could see in the picture, uh, it's looking right at me, 
And after I took the picture, it walked up to me about me to you away and looked at me for like 30 seconds and then fucking ran off. Okay, that's the first thing that happened. And then I wrote this thing. <clears throat> I don't even know why I should read this, but I will. Uh, this is what I wrote. It said, nothing of what I am meant to do here on earth is evident to people yet. Anything of what I've done so far is just the very beginning of what I know I'm here to do, and I will do it. I've had many signs pointing me, and I've accepted them, and I say this in peace. I love everyone. Humanity is at its natural state when it is in harmony. It's the worst parts of humanity that cause us to live in a perpetual state of war with one another. We don't deserve what we have been being dealt, and I will work to stop this until I'm either dead or it is fixed. That, I give you my word, I will never stop. And that's what I wrote. So. I just want you to know, man, that uh, that what's happening to you. Like, I'm being called. Like, bro. like, like, yeah, like right now, what's happening to you is uh, is is not something to be taken lightly. Oh, I don't. And and and, and the. The important part of me saying that is is not not that i not i'm not trying to tell you like don't believe this is coincidence i'm trying to tell you to be very careful in your interpretation of these things that are happening so that you can sift truth from deception yeah because there is potentially both things present, potentially. Yeah. And so this is so, so important. I can tell you for a fact both things are present. It, it is so important. And, and what I want to tell you is, um, is you should seek the Lord first for the true interpretation of what is happening to, happening to you. And a lot of times we want to message the people and get people's opinions like like our friends like uh like your buddy that you texted yeah. right we want to met we with this freaking what the crap is happening right now we want we want to do that because we we want to make sense of it right off the bat and we're hoping that someone someone's opinion is going to help help us make sense of this but ultimately the lord god your creator is the one who will reveal the truth of these things to you, the yeah. pure truth. And now sometimes he may use individuals to do that, right? He, we have examples of that in the Bible. We have examples of Daniel revealing the meaning of these visions that were being had by King Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel is used by God to reveal the meaning of these visions to the king. So God will use people but just understand that the Lord will provide those people to you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to seek them. The mm -hmm. Lord will provide those people to you. It's a crazy I almost, story. I almost yeah. feel like I'm giving my opinion now. No, it's all good, man. Like, <laughs> like I get this, it. This is, this, is my, this is my lane, man. And, yeah, and but by no means am I telling you what I know. to do. I know I'm that, I'm not Chad. telling you what to do. I'm just telling it's you just, what you to do. It's just you said that, heart, and it made me think of that story right away. Yeah. Like right away. Yeah. And like... I could have told that happened in July of 2022. I could have told that story a million times. It's actually a pretty funny story. Like if I tell it in a funny setting, it's funny as fuck. No, it's a, but, there's, there's some um, to that, man. Giraffe pussy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I definitely was out there. <laughs> but you know, I was in the spirit world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, 
fucking you, you were there yeah did you see the size of that chicken hmm? like you don't even know that joke that's young guns baby that's og film anyway yeah, nope. they drink peyote and they see a big chicken hmm. anyway what's topic number three we got another topic <laughs> we do we got one more all right well guys andy our third and final headline headline number three headline number three reads Federal judge blocks California law that would have banned carrying firearms in most public places. A massive win. This is a big deal. It's good to see. So let's dive into this a little bit. This is an AP News article reading. Uh, A federal judge on Wednesday blocked a California law that would have banned carrying firearms in most public places, ruling that that it violates the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution and deprives people of their ability to defend themselves and their loved ones. Um, The law, signed by Governor Gavin Newsom in September, was set to take effect January 1st. It would have prohibited people from carrying concealed guns in 26 places, including public parks and playgrounds, churches, banks, and zoos, the exact places that are getting robbed and looted every single day. Isn't that convenient? Uh, The ban would apply whether that person has a permit to carry a concealed weapon or not. One exception would be for privately owned businesses that put up signs saying people are allowed to bring guns on their premises. So U.S. District Judge Cormac Carney granted a preliminary injunction blocking the law, which he wrote was, quote, sweeping, repugnant to the Second Amendment and openly defiant of the Supreme Court. The court case against the law will proceed while the law is blocked. The judge wrote that gun rights groups are likely to succeed in proving it unconstitutional, meaning it would be permanently overturned. The decision is a victory for the California Rifle and Pistol Association, which sued uh, to block the law. Uh, the measure overall, the state's rules for concealed carry permits in light of the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin, uh, which set several states scrambling to react with their own laws. Um, So Chuck Michael, who is the California Association's president, he said, California progressive politicians refuse to accept the Supreme Court's mandate from the Bruin case and are trying every creative ploy they can imagine to get around it. Uh, Quote, the court saw through the state's gambit. Um, So that's a big win. Um, I just thought that was awesome. And and, and just on this gun conversation, um, this year alone, we're setting records in America. So just in November... Uh, the gun sales top 1.5 million guns were sold in just November. Um, and so far in 2023, there has been 13.57 million guns sold in the U.S., according to NICS figures. Um, look for that number to increase somewhat in 2024 due to an interesting anomaly. Sales trends show that gun purchases tick upward during presidential election years and 2024 promises to be yet another contentious season. What do we got on this? Um it's not an anomaly. The government's legitimately removing candidates from ballots and removing the principles that this republic stands for. And that's that's not an anomaly. This is a direct reaction to decisions that are being made by tyrants. It's cause and effect. They're correct. That's not an anomaly. Okay? People are afraid. Crime is at a very high rate. It's being encouraged. It's being propagated by the Millions and millions and millions of illegal invaders coming across our border that do not belong in America. And, uh, you know, it's it's not an anomaly. Yeah. It's the natural reaction to people feeling unsafe and uncertain about the future and uncertain about the intent of 
a very small minority group of tyrannical people. Jack, give me the top three like uh, fundamental carries every person should have. You talking? You, what, what are you talking about? When it comes to firearms, like fundamental pistol. Well, I think I think range, I don't think the equipment range. as important no. as being able to use the equipment. Yeah, yeah this is going to go into what I would have. First of all, what is a freaking concealed carry law? That I'm guess what, man? I'm an American citizen with the right to keep and bear arms. I'm going to carry my freaking gun however I want to. That's correct. You think I need your permit to conceal carry my gun? Screw you. I will disregard any law that goes against my fundamental rights as an American citizen. I carry guns everywhere I go across <laughs> state lines. I don't give a crap. I yeah. don't even look at the law. And I may wind up in prison one day. I don't freaking know, but I don't care because I will not obey a law that violates my right to keep and bear arms, all right? And here's the second thing for you listeners. If you do not carry a gun as an American citizen every single day, everywhere you go, you are neglecting your duty as an American citizen. You are failing to exercise your rights. And actually, I would go as far as to say one of your most important rights. So if you aren't carrying a gun, if you're listening to this, look at yourself right now. If you are not carrying a gun or you are not within arm's reach of a gun, you are wrong. You are dead wrong. Here's the third thing. The fact that so many Americans own guns is not comforting to me because guess what just because you have a gun don't mean jack squat unless you know how to use that gun which requires an investment into training with a legitimate person all right a legitimate instructor it requires a, a huge investment where will we find such a legitimate instructor chad well, I train people for it. <laughs> but, but I, I had to plug that. That's not what this is all about. Well, I train people. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, where, where, where's, what's the website while we're on it? 3 of 7 project. <laughs> all right. All right. So no, this is this is really key, guys. Like you you before This segment sponsored by the right. 3 of 7. That was definitely Yes. yes. Before you. you even but no, not before you buy a gun. You can go buy your gun, all right? But but you have to prioritize getting legitimate training on how to use that firearm effectively and safe and safely, or else you are just a hazard to yourself and everyone around you. Okay? Um people neglect that. If you if you if you could come and spend a half a day with a SEAL platoon in a land warfare training block, it would blow your mind at the level of fitness it actually takes to be combat effective. The test we just took this morning, that's the combat standards test. The whole reason for that test is for me to prove to myself that I am fit enough to be combat effective in a fighting unit. It's meant to replicate about a half day's work in a land warfare training block in the SEAL platoon, all right? So I look at these dang rednecks, man, that live up and down the road that I live, that I live on and in the area that I live on, and they're talking about the guns they have and, and how, you know, they've been shooting deer with their granddaddy since so-and-so when, and I'm like, 
Bro, you're 350 dude, I, fucking I, I, pounds. I'm like, dude, you're not even trainable. Yeah. You're, you're not even trainable. You carrying a weapon is a hazard mm. to yourself and the people around you. So along with, with this responsibility that we have as American citizens to keep and bear arms, and that means, yes, you carrying a gun on your body everywhere that you go so that you can defend yourself and you can defend your fellow countrymen beside you that might become a victim, right? Or or a female or a child or whoever it may be. Part of that responsibility is being it's personal excellence. Yeah. It's being physically fit and it's being skilled. They have to come together. Why the crap aren't you guys willing to freaking do that, man? It's not that hard. Make it a priority in your life to do that, man. Well, and I think what we're seeing and what we've talked about on this show, when you see uh, corrupt, disgusting, fat, weak, unequipped tyrants pulling candidates off of a ballot unconstitutionally, it's probably time to start that training. It's past time. Yes. It's, it's past time. If you've time. been waiting for a time, this is definitely like, the time you, yes, to start. Yes, you have to start. Yes, because, I, I mean... This is something that takes time. I mean, if you've if you've let yourself go for this long, DJ, how many how many pounds you lost, man? Almost 80. That didn't happen overnight though, right? That takes work, man. This takes time. Training takes time. You it's progressive. You have to build upon it, right? And then it's perishable. The most perishable skill that I have ever learned is shooting a handgun. If you do not shoot a handgun on a monthly basis, you're going to pull that joker out and you're going to fire a whole magazine at a target or at somebody who wants to kill you. And it's very likely that you're going to miss every single one of those shots. It is an extremely perishable skill. This is our responsibility as American citizens. This is our, you hear what I'm saying? This is our responsibility. This is not just something that you have the option to do. This is our responsibility. It's an obligation. Yes, sir. Thank you, DJ. It's becoming more and more of a real obligation, too. Really. Like, legitimately. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're a grown man and you don't have basic skills that you're talking about, that's, you're failing. Well, that, that's that's a big reason why yeah. we are in the position that's that correct. we are in. That's a It's a huge contributing factor. Yeah. Right, and you don't have to go be fucking Rambo. You don't have to be commando. Yeah, you got to move to Georgia and live in the mountains. Yeah, you got to be fucking functional and <laughs> intelligent and prepared. You have to be able to just use your body in a functional way, right? Yeah. And you have to understand how to grip the pistol, how to align your sights, how to press the trigger. You have to understand all those basic fundamentals. You're exactly right. I don't expect you to to get in a freaking be able to get in a firefight and do a individual movement technique and flank some force on the left and, and peel. You know, I don't expect you to be able to do all that tactical stuff, right? That takes years and years and years, right? And I won't even teach people those things unless I really know them very well. But um but yeah, man, it's a good topic. You yeah. talk about what guns, what what should you purchase if you're yeah, gonna three fundamentals. If you're gonna dedicate yourself, like you talking about fundamental like weapons to carry? Yeah. Well, I mean, so I have no affiliation with any weapons company, but Glock is hands down the best handgun that you that you can possibly purchase. I can. Um, 
Okay. The actually the gun that I carry every day now, and I just talked about Glock, but in terms of the weapon that I carry concealed is actually called a Springfield Hellcat. That's a good one. And uh, the reason that I'm I'm using that pistol specifically is because magazine capacity really really matters, right? And so the Glock 43X, we've got a 10 round magazine capacity. With my Hellcat, I've got 16 rounds. Uh, that's a big deal. Magazine capacity is something that you should really look for. I know you can buy aftermarket magazines for your Glock. Uh, they're not as good as factory magazines, and they will malfunction. We've tested them on the range. Um, so, yeah, I carry the Hellcat. I can hit a silhouette at 80 yards consistently with that Hellcat. 80 yards. I like that gun. It's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, and and then the and then the last thing every person should own you should own you should own a AR-15 rifle and you should know how to use it. It's a very effective weapon system. I actually use my AR-15 to hunt. That's what I hunt with, right? Mm. And I do that because I believe in the concept of training like you fight. So if if I ha ever have to go fight, God forbid, that's the rifle that I'm going to be using. So. I use that rifle to hunt with because it makes me familiar with the rifle, makes me comfortable carrying it. I get my sling system worked out. I have my optics all dialed in. I know my holdovers. I know all that stuff because I'm using it in a real-world application. So every American should have one of those rifles. And, I mean, I personally have safes full of those rifles because I want to be able to outfit a, uh, a platoon size element. But um, I'm a little overboard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. You got an APC yet? No, dude. I'm so freaking jealous of your armor, dude. <laughs> bro, I'm I got so it. jealous of your You know, armor. I have one of only two civilian yeah, MRAPs. Uh, dude, we need to talk offline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only other one is uh, is in a Hollywood yeah, facility. Hollywood movies. It's for movies. Yeah. Yeah, we need Maybe to talk. Just wait till you fucker see my MRAP, dude. That's nasty. It's the baddest shit in the world. If shit goes down, bro, I'm going down with a smile. Cause I'm, and, and, in, and in style. And a good-ass around sound. That's right, bro. <laughs> well, guys, let's get to our final segment of the show. That was our third and final headline, guys. Um, it is time for our final segment. As always, we have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. This is where we bring a headline up. We talk about it to get one of those two options. So with that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, Hulk Hogan. Declares his total surrender and dedication to Jesus. Greatest day of my life. I thought this was a pretty cool, interesting story that came came out. So this, this happened a few days ago. This is a Breitbart article reading. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan has declared his total dedication to Jesus Christ. In a video posted to social media, Hulk Hogan showed himself and family members getting baptized. Quote, total surrender and dedication to Jesus is the greatest day of my life. No worries, no hate, no judgment, only love, he wrote. Um, here's a video. There's no audio. Um, here's a video. So he goes first and he does, uh, helps with his wife. Um, so Hulk Hogan, whose real name is Terry Eugene Belia, uh, previously wrote about his faith back in April when he posted a message about accepting Christ as a savior at the age of 14. In 2021, the wrestler spoke about his relationship to Jesus in an interview. Quote, once you're a Christian, you've accepted Christ as your savior. You're not going to perish, but you're uh, going to have everlasting life. That belief is pretty much the only thing that is real to me, he said. Uh, what we got? The Hulk master. <laughs> well, I think he's seen behind the curtain for most of his life, so he probably is not lying when he says it's the only thing that's real to him. <laughs> that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Like that guy's been at the highest of highs, wealth and fame, and he's seen all the shit. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, so obviously, obviously, this is really cool for me to see. Um, when, but I, I do want to say we have now we have a lot of very influential and famous people now uh, coming out and talking mm-hmm. about faith and talking about Jesus and and, Kat and all of, yeah Cat yeah. Von D yeah, right. um, and, and and some some other guys that have big podcasts uh, <laughs> and so it, it can be it can be a very I don't know it can be a weird situation when you wield a lot of influence and you decide you want to enter into a relationship with Christ because you have so many people that want to come in with their with their opinions and their and their own personal beliefs and and you're getting hit from all these angles and it it can be hard to really see and comprehend the pure message of the gospel of Christ right uh one of the things the the hulk said and by the way man praise the lord it, when 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 somebody comes to Christ man it's not on me to judge is is their salvation a real thing right i can't freaking judge that dude like a lot of people are going to see this and say, ah, oh, that's freaking fake. Well, I'm not going to say that. That's not on me to judge. Salvation is is for the Lord God to judge, not me. I can't see into this man's into this man's heart. And um and so we want to look for what are the okay, what are the fruits that are going to come out of this? So if you're interested in 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 the Hulk's journey with Christ, look, pay attention. What are the fruits of his life, right? Because how do we judge a tree? Or if we want to know if something's real or not, all we have to do is look for what are the fruits of this, right? One thing that Hulk, the Hulk said is no, what did he say? No judgment. No hate. No hate. Only. Yeah, no worries. No, no worries. Hate, no, judgment. no judgment. No hate. Only love. I want to go ahead and tell you guys, uh, since I've been following Christ, there's been a lot of worries. I want to go ahead and tell you guys, since I've been following Christ, there's been a lot of righteous anger, not hate, but righteous anger, right? Um, I want to go ahead and tell you guys, since I've been following Christ, many times when you speak the truth of the gospel, because it is exclusive, the truth of the gospel is an exclusive message, which means you must believe in this Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe in this Jesus Christ, you are excluded from this thing that we call salvation. And so many people, when you preach the truth of the gospel, will take that as judgment, that you are being judgmental, right? But truth is truth. Truth is not judgment, all right? Only love. Yes, that's the greatest commandment of all, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, right? And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, But I want to let you guys know that following Christ is not an easy path. You know how, you know, you, you know, the Lord warned us of that. The Lord said, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your cross. The cross is a symbol of, of death suffering. and anguish, anguish yeah. and pain and suffering, right? And so praise the Lord that the Hulk has decided 
to uh, to believe in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, and man, I hope the Lord blesses him, and I hope he grows in his faith, and I hope that he uh, he takes this journey and he submits himself and dies to himself and takes up his cross. And, and follows Christ, right? And I just want to preach the gospel real quick, and, and we can shut this down, if you, if you guys don't mind. I don't mind. The gospel of Christ that we're talking about, this exclusive message that leads to salvation, that many people sound here as judgmental, is the fact that your creator, God, the creator of all that is, he's a perfect God, right? If you have a perfect being, that being cannot tolerate or be in the presence of imperfection, right? We are imperfect beings because we sinned in the beginning. We wanted to be like God. We wanted to have the same knowledge that he had. So we sinned, right? When we sinned, when we were deceived and we sinned in the very beginning, that severed our connection with our perfect creator, okay? But our God loves us as his creation so much that he said, you know what? I am going to provide a sacrifice for the sins of these beings that I created so that they can be reconciled back unto me. And see, if God would not have provided that sacrifice, if he would have given us a pass, well, then he would no longer be a perfect God because that would be imperfect judgment. You guys understand what I'm saying? He, he had to provide some sort of compensation for our mistakes. If he just gave us a pass, he would be imperfect because he would not have judge, uh, judged us righteously. And he loved us so much, he said, I'm going to come to the earth and I'm going to live as a human being. And I'm going to live a perfect life. I'm going to be the only human being in flesh who ever lived a perfect life. He did that in the man that we call Jesus Christ, God in flesh. And the sacrifice he made was on the cross. He loved us so much. He went to the cross. He allowed himself to be mocked, tortured, and ultimately killed in a very horrific way so that he could pay the price for our iniquity and reconcile us back unto him. So now, we who accept this gift that has been provided to us by our Creator, we who accept this gift, now when our Creator looks at us, because we are covered in this sacrificial blood that he provided to us, when he looks at us, he sees us as pure beings. He can no longer see your imperfection. And so you are reconciled back unto your creator by way of that blood. And he didn't stop there. He did something that was really, really wild. That actually is the ultimate thing that proved he was, Jesus Christ was, who he said he was, God in flesh. They buried him in a tomb. And he did this really wild thing. He rose from the dead. Nobody rose him from the dead. Nobody went and prayed over him and, and he rose from the dead. He literally rose from the dead by his own power. 
He overcame death. No other. Who would make a claim like that? But there's evidence that this is true. He rose from the dead, giving us also victory over death and the ability to receive an inheritance with him that is eternal life where we live in a perfect environment with him as the perfect king. And all we have to do is receive that and believe he is who he says he is and repent. Repent means we turn away from our old selves. We take up our cross and we follow him. And in doing that, you are washed completely pure in the eyes of your creator. And you receive an eternal inheritance with him and victory over death, hell and the grave, which is what you and I all deserve. And that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for allowing me to share that. It's the most important message in the world of all of all of human history. Bro, I appreciate it, man. I think everybody else does as well. Well, thank you for the opportunity, guys. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that, brother. It's great to see you, dude. Good to see you. And great. thumbs up, thumbs up yeah, on the thumbs up. thumbs up on the headline. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. All right, guys, that's the show. Chad, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate you, man. Love you, dude. Love you too, uh, bro. Alright guys, you know the deal. Don't be a hoe. Yeah, right.